Howdy, boys and girls. This is Super Shark Johnson. Welcome to Rad Dad Radio, episode 20. We have got a pretty good show for you guys. Creamy Johns has been out here in Colorado for the entire week, and we've had many adventures and festivities that we're going to talk about. We also saw the, the new Shazam film, played a lot of different video games. We have some Xbox news, and we're going to be talking about this crazy Star Wars hubbub that's going on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rad Dad Radio. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Turn the music up in the headphones. You can go and brush your shoulders off, nigga. I got you. Yeah. If you're feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told your kid that. Turn up your shoulders. I'm probably over to y'all. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. That go with the push, feeling no remorse, feeling like my hand was false. Middle finger to the law, nigga, grip on my balls. Yeehaw, yeehaw. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rad Dad Radio again, episode 20. This is Super Shark Johnson. I'm joined by my brother, Creamy Johns. How you doing, Joel? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> and Jordash Shaquille is here. Hey, everyone. Really great. Really great. Really great times. And this is episode 20. Big shout out to our sponsors. Podcast Right Now is our big brother. We love them. They're great. They take good care of us. If you like that rad dad flavor, please check out Podcast Right Now, podcastrightnow.com, Podcast Right Now on Twitter, Podcast Right Now everywhere. Uh, it's four lovely gentlemen, and it's exciting, and I want to plug this hardcore, but they have their 100th episode coming up this it's a week. Big deal. 100 episodes. I didn't think we'd make it this far. It feels uh, surreal. I'm excited. Uh, we have some interesting things planned for that episode, so definitely uh, tune in. Um, if you want to take part in our Facebook poll, it's up right now, and you can choose um, what our podcast theme will be reformatted to for we're thinking maybe a couple weeks maybe a month maybe forever if we fall oh, in love with it reinvent the wheel after a hundo yeah just just uh, challenge ourselves a little bit and then um yeah it's gonna be great what are you what are you hoping the direction is after episode 100 um like what do you hope i remember you, you said basket weaving which i know is a secret passion of yours but like what is <laughs> Yeah, the options right now on the poll, and people can add their own, and whatever gets the most votes, we'll talk about it, and then I would think episode 101, you may have a basket weaving episode on your hands. Um, We also have minor league baseball, Uh, we have, let's see, (laughs) a a podcast all about federal holidays, it's called the Holocast. (laughs) Holocast, that's a Joe Gazzaro OG right there, the Holocast. It will get pulled. We will not be able to do it. But there are some silly options on there, um, so check it out on uh, Facebook if you want to be a part of the poll. But I'm hoping it's a wild one. I'm hoping we get weird. So. Here, Can I tell you an idea? Sure. Okay. I put this on the poll. I know Carl's listening, so listen up, sweet, sweet, sweet Carl. You do 90s. We only do 10-episode series, but hear me out. You pretend that everything you talk about is of any date in the 90s. So I was going to say episode one of the 90s series. It's like April 20th, 1990, and okay. you only talk about things relevant up until that period of time. Treat it like we're recording. Yep. Do some covers with your yeah. little guitar there. And then the next episode, go to 1991. It's a full-size guitar. The, yeah, no, full-size use guitar. the little one, <laughs> Use the little guitar. Isn't it a ukulele? I use a man-size guitar. A I'm Johnny a Cash guitar. But that's my idea, I like Carl. it. That's a cool idea. Honestly, 
movies, if you, if you don't video games, and you guys keep going in the same direction, I think that's okay too. Well, we will. Some things could change. We'll get back to the same. <laughs> like Some what? Things. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe uh, fuel nibblers. Let's spend more time on that. Yeah, oh, had, that's a change need, you want. We do need our fuel nibblers. Uh, yeah, you need to get back. your sponsors back, yeah, man. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Um, awesome. Well, thanks. Big thanks to podcast right now. Highly recommend everyone join their Mixler. They give a, a decent tweet, but if you haven't followed them on Mixler, and again, that's M-I-X-L-R. That is our live streaming service. That is the best way to listen to both Rad Dad Radio and podcast right now. If you follow folks get a little ding dong when they are about to go live which is nice we did a test audio this morning <laughs> or a few hours ago actually i should say and uh, a bunch of folks jumped in expecting a show so i apologize to those eager listeners hopefully you made it back hopefully you're with us now Rad Dad is also brought to you by Madeira. Madeira is an outdoor clothing goods company. They specialize in lightweight gear. You can get hammocks, you can get knives, you can get shirts that don't let you get sunburnt through them you got any of those shorts, shirts, Jordan? No, nah, normally I'm just shirtless in the front yard, wishing I had one. Yeah, you do a good job of rounding out. I always have permanent farmer's tan. Yeah, well, that comes with the uh, the summer camp lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I used to have I that. I can't wear so. tank tops and bro tanks. I, uh, I learned this one from John. I used to, when I would visit home in Columbus, he would often, we'd spend our mornings drinking coffee. Um, reading comic books, shirtless. sitting outside shirtless, <laughs> a couple of cigarettes and comics and coffee and shirtless, and it was a different time, different time, <laughs> less accountability. Well, that's how you keep that rounded out tan, though. Yeah. But if you want that rounded out tan and not show off them dirty ass nips, get get one of them Madeira UV protected camping shirts, and and maybe you just got an maybe. SPF on that, like fifty. I believe it's around thirty to fifty, depending on what you're looking for. So Madeira.com. That is in our show notes. All our, our very special links are in our show notes. So maybe while you're going to the restroom, waiting for a doctor's appointment, maybe you're in a, the barbershop, you're going to get your hair did, check out the show notes uh, for us Rad Dad Radio uh, providers, and there's all kinds of cool stuff there. Maybe you're getting like hair replacement surgery. Oh, yeah. And you have to go to the bathroom. They bring Think it from... Think about that. That's, all, that's everything you just said. You're getting your hair done. You're, getting, you're at the doctor's, you're at the doctor's. Or you have to go to the bathroom. Maybe you're that guy out there. If that happens, please call one. <laughs> no, no, please call 970-368-5694 or... Ugly nag. No. What is it? I forget. Foul, foul, foul ox. Foul ox four. <laughs> so is there a, a portal or a link or something? What do you mean? For Madeira? Uh, it's in our show notes. Got it. Yep. It says get sweet gear or something like that. Um cool we're on discord and we're also on patreon so let me we we're in the process of shopping for we I'll, I'll give you this inside scoop jordan we actually went and bought a mix board today um but it didn't do everything we wanted it to and it came down to connectivity so we're in the process of buying some new gear to make this show as good as we can for you guys so if you want to see the show improve couple teasers upcoming in the rad dad future we are hoping to do a video cast every once in a while maybe all the time so that's something that's in the future. And then uh, we are hoping to spin out and do additional shows. We would love to have all three of us together, just like you're listening to us now. So please consider donating to our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Radio. We appreciate you guys checking it out. Without further ado, let's get on with this show, man. Let's do it. Um, Jordan, John, we had a a week in Colorado. Why am I out here? What happened? We did so. We had some activities. We did like summer camp activities. We like had a week. Yeah, 
this is awesome too because it's been uh, three brothers for about a uh, well. It seems like a long week. time. So yeah, this has been great. Just getting back with you guys, hanging out. Um, we went to a beer event uh, Saturday. It was at Improper City. It's called Can Fest. It was a great time. Definitely check that place out. They got a lot of cool art up and. Uh, a lot of cool stuff going on. Jordan, you, you say they do a lot of events here in Denver. Right? They're Yeah, they're really cool. Um, Good food trucks. Really kind of a collective. So it's a bar. It's a workplace. It's a like a workspace, a coffee shop. Art uh, studio. It's the largest outdoor patio in Denver. It's a lot of fun. I mean, family, dogs, bring the kids. It's a good time. Love that place. Right next to uh, Movement Climbing Gym, too. So you can get your climb on and then... Go next door and drink a boulevard. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right, Jordan. <laughs> if anyone was there and is listening to this, thanks for coming and uh, and then thanks for buying a print. Sold some, got some prints moved. Did a live art. Um, we drank some fine beers. It was a fine Saturday. I'll sell your prints any day of the week. Yeah, baby. And I would. Um, part of our Patreon, I think. Oh yeah, you yeah. You can get some. Ad- join up. We got a Buster Scruggs one right now that'll just knock your socks. That was off. selling pretty it's my good. Favorite one, I think. Yeah. There was, that was selling pretty darn good. Um, you can see all of John's artwork at Egbert Cream on Instagrams. And I don't do a lot of artwork. I just make funny photos. So. You could, though. I probably, what is art? He can draw. What is art? Let's start there I think tonight. A podcast <laughs> is art. Art is a lot of things. I think a little freestyle hip-hop is art. Yeah. It's expression. It's, um, it's Sometimes I pretend I'm sad when I'm happy. That's art. Is it? Oh, that's like thespianism. <laughs> It has to. I think. I think art well, should be. Uh, I think it should be intentional. I don't think there's anything as accidental art. That's a bunch of bullshit. Um, oh, we don't have to really talk about what is. Well, I mean, what is art? I mean, I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. I think we summed it up. All right. So for you uh, liberal science majors or liberal arts majors, I should say, there's your thesis statement right there. So it's been a heck of a week. A lot of activities. Well, I want John to talk about like, shit. have you done a competitive art so that. We, you mentioned it in the last episode, but this was like a competition, yeah. and it was live art I performance. Lot. I learned a lot that day. Have you done anything like that not before? Not like that, no. Not on that scale. So just to catch our listeners up, the festival, I guess we can call it a festival, the event on Saturday that John came out for, um, it had three components. It was a beer festival, and it was an art festival. So the three components were best can art, best tasting beer, and best live art performance. So what they asked of their artists was to um, essentially pull a name of a beer style out of a hat, per se, and that was their prompt to create their piece. Mm -hmm. And then they had four hours to do it. Yep. Meanwhile, I was outside just handing people beer, which is pretty easy on my side. But I was sending them over to your booth. You were sending them over to me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Next thing you know, you got a six-pack and a nice art to take home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was fine. I learned a lot. I definitely didn't plan accordingly as far as prep. Um, so yeah, I just spent four hours. Um, two of those hours were a lot of fun and two of them were, Hi. oh no. And I was like kind of stressing out and trying yeah. to get as much on the canvas as I could. Uh, I, t- I turned out like a, a D plus art. I don't think it was horrible, but did, it definitely mm-hmm. looked sloppy, you know? I thought I've always said this. I think you're, I think you're your own worst critic. I thought it was lovely. I'm going to hang it on my wall. Yeah, well, you're my brother, and you're just being nice. So, you know, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, 
But I think your self critique is part of what has made your work improve so much too. Yeah. So I, I think it's good you beat with, beat the shit out of yourself. Yeah, if I was fine with drawing something, I thought it was great. Poorly, then why would I? Yeah, I would fix it. Overall, it was a really cool event, and guess what? They called it the first annual CanFest. You think you're coming back next year? Doubtful. I think I got last place. No, there is no. No, place. can you find that out? No. Oh, I say my brother. Yeah, yeah. My brother's got, got a condition, and he really needs to know. He's called last place lysandrial. He's been cutting certain parts of his body. He suffers from last place lysandrial. Is that what <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so if it's last place, then yeah. don't tell me. No. I don't think you got last. No, place. I don't either. I was, there was there was some there was some other stuff that I don't think was I think was more last place material than yours. Yours was really Thank good. You. That's the nicest thing anyone said to me on um, about that event. Trying to yeah. keep it real. Um, <laughs> I thought about just walking around and like knocking shit over like other artists. Oh, like, like that's what my kid was Sorry. doing. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, so we don't. I mean, we don't just talk about that. No, we. we that was Saturday. Yeah. We so. had a big party on Sunday. Yeah. We watched Game Sorry. of Thrones, which we'll talk a little bit about. No spoilers. So um, hold on, listeners. Me and Jordan are um, sharing a microphone, and um, I'm a gassy man. I'm, we're drinking. Uh, we're drinking some fine beers. We got uh, space and, <laughs> space camper from Boulevard, and we got a nice Boulevard wheat here. Uh, every time I, I try to silently burp, smell us dinner. It goes yeah. right in his face. <laughs> so bad. A, a literal hot mic. Well, you're my brother. Um, on Sunday. Uh, yeah, we had folks over on Monday. We played some frisbee golf. Oh, talk about Sunday. There was a lot more. Well, we'll we talk. We'll talk about food. We had. We did a hot ones. I tried to make a Game of Thrones dish called fish fingers, finger fish. I loved it. Seth Oglesby knows all about it. I actually, got the recipe from from him, but it's essentially sardines that you fry and then you kind of drench in lemon and seasoning. Some people liked them. Some people didn't. There was a like I a deep fry aspect. Yeah, right? yeah I fried them. Yeah, there was a cornmeal breading. Um, they definitely taste like fish. I was one of the people that didn't like it. Yeah. I liked but it. The, I think I had three of them. I think the Seth would have eaten a whole plate. My omegas were off the hook. The chicken was out oh, of this world. Oh, that's a but, double. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, no spoilers. We'll talk and, about lots of brother we video went, game time. I was going to say we went to a VR arcade Sunday. We're On Sunday. Get into that. We'll talk about that. We're going to have um, to get into that. We played some Frisbee golf. We played a real life game. That was fun. AR. Best weekend ever so far. It's been a good one. Yeah. I love playing frisbee golf, Jordan. I want to get way back into that. I think I do too. Uh, there's another course on the other side of this there's golf course like, right here. There's courses hundreds everywhere. of courses in mm-hmm. Colorado. Yeah. People love it. I love it. I mean, we walked just nine holes, something like three and a half miles. Yeah, they're in Ohio. Did too. we really? Yeah. Really? Nearly a thousand calories in terms of like just fitness wow, Jay Z's. But also, it's a ton of fun, and you can put a couple back or backpack beers on your person and. Yeah, um, it was sunny. Yeah, it was great. It was like seventy, maybe. Yeah, on the nose. It was a lot it of fun. It was lovely. That so that was Monday. Kai Fox, I want to play frisbee golf this summer. Help me out, bro. And then Tuesday, what you guys do? Tuesday. Today. Well, hold on. We also went go kart racing. Oh my god. <laughs> we, we we did high speed <laughs> go kart so racing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Everyone get it. Let's get it out of the. Yeah. Let's talk okay, about so the we went to this place yeah, called Unser yeah. Racing, which is uh, go karts go up to 45 miles per hour. Oh, uh, no, they go past 45. They cruise around 45. That's like their. 45 is like the go mode. Like go mode. They keep the course pretty tight to keep people slow. Mm hmm. I, I had a broken go kart. It didn't go much faster than 30. So, so. Unser Racing, there's <laughs> two locations in Denver, new sponsor. 
Uh, the first one is <laughs> the original one is down south, and the second one is in Thornton area, up at I twenty five. Uh, yeah, it was great. You, you you go in, you sign in. If anyone goes to their website and signs up for their newsletter, mm-hmm. you get a free race. So we did that. Totally worth it. You pay eight bucks <laughs> or nine bucks for the your annual racing pass. Did that. So that's really all it cost. And then we uh, we had the option to suit up. I suited up. I went full regatta. You did. <laughs> I wore a black racing suit with a neck guard, and um, I wore shoes without socks. Thanks, John Hill. And I, I raced. I raced the best I could. First turn, Jordan, you were spinning, and you, something I happened. I was whipping. So you got to get your wiggles out. And <laughs> the first couple turns on this track were tight. And it's not like county fair go-kart racing where you just stay no. on the gas the whole time. you got to really maneuver and manipulate these turns and you know be aware of what's You're around heavier, you. You're heavier, it felt like, too. So I was like full pucker downstairs and ripping and tearing through that turn and there's Joel. Oh yeah, and then I tried to not kill my brother and then I spun out and then I almost got hit by nine cars. All pass and pass me. <laughs> and then I finally got my shit together and um it's a lot of it's a workout though. Your body's in full flex that whole totally. race. You're sweating. I mean, I was in a racing suit, flame retardant, but you totally. know. Can but I, we had a lot of fun. Inter- interrupt with a rad dad moment. Yeah. This is Rad Dad Radio. We all rad have fathers. Dad Radio. Uh, we, we like to yeah. talk about movies and go-karts and video games, but we're all dads. I just got a message from my wife. Uh-oh. Uh, it says, uh, she was tucking our seven-year-old in, she, and the seven-year-old said, I'm glad you and dad are my parents because I wouldn't have ever met you. Oh, oh my so, God. That's adorable. So I miss those girls. Can't wait to see them. Man, you could start a movie that way. Sure. That's awesome. Love it. One scene. Uh, we did so many things, everybody. I'm sure different things will pop up. John and I saw Shazam. We can talk about that now. Um, so wait, did we wrap up the schedule of activities that leads us to... That was an overview, I think. Yeah, it leads us to today. You guys saw Shazam today. We saw Shazam. Had a big burger. Tickled some children yeah. in the best way that you could take that. Yep. It was my niece. They were my nieces. John got, got to... a burger in one hand and yeah. a tickle in the other. Yeah. We got an awesome burger today. Um, yeah, we saw Shazam. I uh, had no expectations. I didn't have low expectations. I had no expectations. I kind of, with everything going on, didn't see a lot of the promotions for it. And then uh, Stinkin' loved it. Yeah, It's the most superhero-y feeling superhero movie, I think, of the modern era. Like going back to... Like like you think of like Christopher Reeve, it kind of had a little bit of that feel to it. Like you're watching a kid... um, I don't know. I don't want to give too much away, but there's yeah. a lot of good moral, wholesome stuff in there. Yeah, and I think all that being said, especially with managing your expectations, um, this one was on my radar. Uh, I saw the trailers, and as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, yeah, I'll see that. You yeah. know, I, it's a superhero movie, so when I see a trailer for one, I'm like, I'll go. Like, I'm going to go. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like this, yeah. I don't have to decide there in the theater after I see the trailer. Um, but this one was just fun. It was just like lots of laughs. Super fun. Uh, that D- whole creating the hero part, the yeah. origin story is fun because in the, it shows in the trailers, but him figuring out what powers he has and, and checking off the list and, you know, filming all the the trials yeah. of the different powers. Very fun. This was a PG-13 DC. It was, right. but it was filmed in a way that I want to talk Fair, about this. Yeah. So David S. Sandberg. He's a kind of new up-and-coming director on the scene. This is like his first big multi-million dollar movie. He did Lights Out 
um, was another movie that he did. And um, he's not to be confused with David Sandberg, who directed Kung Fury. But what's weird about that, similar style. Like, the hits feel hard. Yeah. Um, John made a really good comment. We were totally talking the whole time. But we were in, like, IMAX recliners. Nobody was what around time us. What was the movie? 1140. So there was like nine senior citizens in there. There was, there was more people than I thought. Maybe six there. other people in there. But uh, John made a good point. Like, you could almost tell where the director wanted to put blood sprays and like more violence, but yeah. he just made the camera make it seem it like the hits it and the made, punches. Well, it made me think about what makes an R movie for violence, and it's just blood. Just blood. And um, <laughs> And in this movie. There's violence, uh-huh. but it's just not a drop it's of like blood. Com- comic so book it's violence, really weird. yeah. Like, there's a monster scene in a boardroom, and these monsters that you're gonna see in this movie are the way they're designed and animated. They're really terrifying and scary and crazy and drooling. Like, they really went full on. Let's go evil monsters. Uh-huh. The scary monsters, sins, right? yeah. And uh, there's like scenes where. They're grabbing, you know, women by the face and tearing them away to presumably eat them. But you just know blood is shown, so, <laughs> so it's just fine. A lot of like know. assumed gore. Yeah, yeah. No you just know the bad things are happening. Heads are getting Bit. shoved into monster mouths, but not a drop of blood. PG thirteen, we're good. You know, it's kind of it funny. was fun. The color red. So, I think originally red I thought they were get you an R rating. <laughs> I thought originally they were going for like the Deadpool audience, where it's like, all right, Marvel has Deadpool. We're gonna come at you with. I think Shazam. there's definitely so some see, overlap there. Is this uh, maybe more Ant any... Man is a better derivative, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is more com- a, comedy. More comedy. I, well, let me let me also say that. Can I finish? I feel like uh, <laughs> you you can spoil this for me. I I, I don't have. Well, we don't want to spoil it at all. I don't want to see it. Just came out, but yeah. I. You'll wait. I, I do want to see it, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying. Anyways. Did you feel like there was some cliffhangers at the end? Like, is this going to turn into a franchise? Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, they'll have more for sure. There's a couple twisties that no one from trailers and everything could possibly you predict. You called one early uh-huh. in the movie. Early. Well, I like. I was a Shazam. <laughs> Apparently, all the more popular movies it was the ones I read. But like Captain Marvel, both sides I liked a lot. So Shazam is also known as Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um. I read. Yeah, I read a little bit of Shazam. It was right along the, the release of the new 52 for DC. Uh-huh. That's and when so I right around got then, back into I was it. enjoying some of that. And he's a cool character. I mean, especially if you kind of like Superman. Yeah. So. Well, that's what he is. Yeah. Uh, what like what if a kid could say a magic word and become Superman? That's yeah. the whole premise of Shazam. Yeah, and there's something cool about it being a kid who gets all these abilities and stuff. Well, What's his name? Billy Batson. <laughs> Nerd alert. I couldn't wait. To, uh, he saw me start saying it, but he was like, Billy Batson. I know about comics. <laughs> Billy Batson. If you, Jordan, if you want to go on a real, real wild ride, watch the 70s Shazam show. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like a 30-year-old Mexican boy turns into a 32-year-old white man with muscles. But he, Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, the race bump, too, In 1970, huh? that was the It was American a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, in 1970. That's a, the global... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's all the big things I can think of. We did. Um, Jordan, what uh, what games have you been playing lately, man? What's been your like uh, any new anything you dipped um, your toe into? We played Master Chief Collection a couple nights ago. Sunday night. Man, that felt like the old days. It was. It uh, did. Shout out to Ranger Danger. I mean, to answer your question, I mean that's what I've been playing. I played earlier today. Oh, you're into it. Yeah, and. it's just, I forgot how much I love those games. Halo 2, Halo 3, like, 
That is my shit. And even Halo 1, I was schooling you guys on Hang 'em High. I was just that well, pocket sniper, you know? If anyone's on the fence about jumping back into that game, it absolutely works. And then it's not just nostalgic fun time, walk down memory lane. They have they support ranked playlists for all of those games. So if you want to go in and um, work on your rank, then you can still do that. And it's all based on the same model per game. So. Well, and they're still updating playlists. They're oh, still yeah. adding and sharing user content. So when people it, create maps, coming soon, so. that's going to completely in, reinvigorate so they're that. They're just going to add that. I don't have, yeah. that. That's not an in-game buy. Yeah, they'll probably do what they did with ODST where... Well, what they, well, what they're doing is they announced it for PC. So they're re-releasing mm. all of them and they're doing it chronologically. So and in the timeline for the Halo lore... The Fall of Reach was before Combat Evolved, the first mm -hmm. Halo. So that'll come out for the Xbox kids and PC, and then iteratively, iteratively they're going to release the other ones on PC. So Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, let's keep playing, because that was a ton of fun. And then Halo 5 is still there if you want to crank it up a notch. You know? Booyah. So. I would totally do that. Wacky Wednesdays is back. Um, Joel and I played a game this last week. It was called A, a Way Out. It was a prison break game. Uh, we've talked this. about this game before. I, I, I can't believe I haven't played this game yet, but um, he kind of had to twist my arm a little bit into the second session, but once we got into it... Uh, it got more having, exciting. Yeah, it's having a lot of fun. And it's funny because the game's called A Way Out, but that the escaping prison is kind of the first chapter, and then you go off into... A whole movie. You couldn't. Yeah, we didn't know that next yeah. experience was happening. It reminds but. me a lot of uh, the Chronicles of Riddick video game, which I loved. Yeah. Was that, that co-op? Really yeah. No. It, well, it was a oh, breaking out of prison. prison. Yeah. Oh, cool. I I never played yeah, that you one. You make friends and shivs and. It's probably the prettiest game lovers. at the time for 360. That was really well. Done. Or was that original Xbox? <sighs> it might have been original. You know, I think Xbox. it was. It was. I think it was. Crazy. Vin Diesel. They Riddick. The heck out of that thing to make it work the heck was optimized i remember doom 3 was also one of the last games that came out for the original xbox and remember everything looked like greasy clay well it's when they first started getting <laughs> like good like um like bump map textures and lighting and stuff like that uh like dynamic lighting it, they started is is limited as they were they tried to shoehorn it into games yeah well that's why gears of war some of those looked really good yeah the particle effects it's yeah just stuff that came along after the console had been out long enough and yeah. people could compress and utilize that stuff. Uh, but a way out, like, it feels like a movie. Sometimes it feels a little telltale, but I will say it does some cooperative things that I've never seen a video game do before. Um, for example, like, one person will have to distract another, like a guard, for example, while the other one's collecting a tool that you need for whatever the next stage in your escape is going to be. Um, and the characters are kind of they're plopped right in front of you personality-wise. One is like, calm, cool, collected. His name's Vincent. And then the other one, do Leo. My name's Leo. I do whatever I want. He's not Australian. Uh -oh. He's like, hey, my name's Leo. He's, a, he's kind of an okay. Italian guy. Yeah. Hey, hey. Whatever you want to do as long as we get Nathan. What was the guy? Harvey. Harvey. We'll get Harvey. We're going to get Harvey. What kind of beef you got with Harvey? Leo. You he have to like, play it? He looks like friend of the cast, Josh Reno, a little bit. A little. He's got a honker on him, though. big old beak. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it can only be played in co-op. So the cool thing is um, when you purchase the game, you get a game code to give out to a friend. So, the so you can play with whoever you want regardless of if they buy it or not, which is super cool. What a cool feature for a game to have. Yeah, yeah that's an honest like business practice, I think. 
Oh, and, and just YouTube the developer at E3 the last couple of years. He's hilarious to see in interviews, and he swears. And he's um, a he's a wild man. IGN's like, well, okay, you seem really excited <laughs> about your game. He's like, fucking right, I am. It's gonna be the best game ever. <laughs> yeah, he's hilarious. You gotta YouTube this guy. Well, and I'm also excited to play it with Golden Bear, and I'm excited to see like how it's different based on choices and how the replay of replay I don't value. Think it's gonna be that different. I think you're gonna end up right where we were. <laughs> maybe some different dialogue. Some different dialogue. Well, I guess there's two ways to attack some of those main areas. Uh-huh. So new play, yeah. Well, there's that one thing. Yeah, we saw a couple story-based choices, and yeah. Anyway, that was fun. We also played Mortal Kombat X. Get over here. And all I learned was Joel's a button masher, and I am an assassin. All right, I use I like mm. so we always play where mm-hmm. you get a look at your move set. Nope. For a minute before you start the match. Nope. And um, yeah, Joel just all the buttons, as many buttons as he can. No, hit. I'm just hitting them so fast. The only Mortal Kombat that I knew fatalities on was three. I'm not talking about fatalities. I'm I was doing fatalities. Fighting. Just by looking was at the move the list. Bu- you got to put the two-button fatality code in. That's when it... I did one that was, like, back, forward, back... a couple good ones. Yeah. Y or something like that. See some spinal cord? Finish him. What was the coolest one I saw? Who's the guy that rips your leg off and beats you with it? Goro. And he takes both legs and just goes... Goro might be one of my favorite guys in that game. And then I also had some success with Liu Kang against you. Yeah, you did. Yeah. He's a fastman. Dragon kick. Whoa, whoa. He moves so fast across the screen. How? Quick. How? It got me excited for the new game. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm ready. I'm always down for that game. And that game's great because it's one of the last games where it's like, hey, man, the new Mortal Kombat's out. Come over, bring some beers, and we'll play. Oh, yeah. Game it's a great couch co-op. In the same living room. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. That was a Brooks's Garage game. Yeah. With having you here, like, I've valued couch co-op games because there's actually not a lot of them. Like, A Way Out was couch co-op in a really beautiful way with a sliding sp- split screen. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is obviously fantastic. I mean, it was born on the couch, Perfect. right? Yeah. Halo. That's another good couch co-op. Rocket League. Good couch co-op. Trials rising. Fusion Frenzy. Oh, we should play that. Well, Stick around. Well, only the MCC is couch co-op, right? Cause We're going to hurry this along so we can play but... Fusion Frenzy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we had we had a great time. VR arcade. We played Let's games t- there. Well, Wait, that's part of your VR all, news. If they don't call it a V-Arcade, then there's something wrong with Someone it. Someone already licensed it, guaranteed. V-Arcade? V-Arcade. If arcade V-Arcade. arcade All right, well, John, uh, uh, um, let me let me check our list here. Um, the only other thing I've tried, I want to tell you about is I played Minecraft. I tried it out. Good it's boy. actually, while well, I was listening to Good the last boy. episode of Podcast Right Now, I was like, I need a game I can listen to these sweet podcasts right now boys that's not too distracting and i tried rocket league but it got like too competitive and stressful then my i've tried my i was like screw it john wants me to get used to it and i tried it certain games if you like take a phone call like you're either like somebody is somebody is lacking on the conversation either the game or the phone call truth um i've been that guy it's not well i didn't know how to do anything and so i just I just started digging. That's the first thing I did. I just digged straight down. I guess that's rule number one in Minecraft. Don't don't dig straight down. Oh, I did steps. Okay. Because I I I quickly realized I couldn't get back up. Never dig straight up. Never dig straight down. But I didn't know this water update had happened, so I wasn't ready for when all of a sudden a water rushed in. I I sprung a leak in my mind. You dug too deep. 
I, I just hit a oh, bad well, that's spot. Always happened, like, oh, really? Caves, like underground rivers and stuff like that. That's always but been it, in there. It was but spouting out the side, and then I was floating and yeah, swimming and they, holding my so breath. They, the water update that you may have seen was uh, they added a bunch of fish and aquatic fish. life, uh, squid, get mm. yourself a sea turtle, and you can craft new things with their parts. So kind of added a whole new. Um, depth can I kill to... anything in that game? Can oh, I kill yeah. horses and stuff? Uh, yeah, you got to harvest their meat. Horse meat? Yeah. Is it the Slenderman? Man? That's, how you gonna make game? some leather armor without some? Is hide? Momo in Minecraft? Who? Exactly. Is Slenderman in Minecraft? Yes. Kind of. There's a um, there's Creeper. a creature called no. He's a he's called the um, Enderman. Enderman. Yeah. Why do I know that? <laughs> I think it's horrifying. He looks slenderish. Okay. I have a great story. My first Enderman encounter. I was playing with my daughter, and <laughs> we're split screen, and we're tending to my crops. I got wheat growing. I got some sugar cane out there. Some um, watermelon. Some pumpkin. You just standard standard fare. And um, we're checking on my chickens. We got. Uh, cows out there so we're you're we're slaughtering and breeding more uh, you know as so we keep the cycle going keep our food uh food stocks all up um and then yeah out of nowhere enderman arrives her and i start freaking out we're screaming what do we do what do we do he's taking pieces of our house away right so that's what they do they'll just appear and they'll just take random blocks away from your uh, whatever structure you're Build on and um, yeah, and uh, it, was, it was a funny moment with me and my daughter. It was a real good time. Did she get you guys scared? What happened? Did she get scared? <laughs> we both were screaming. No, we that? both were freaking out. I was like, I was like, you know, where's my enchanted sword? Quick! And I went out there and I. Um, Have you ever got mad at her for like tearing up your crops or taking a chunk out of your house? We or? had an issue once. It was, <laughs> we got over it though. It was. How do the realms the first work? Step in playing with. So the, if we were to create like a rad dad realm, how would that? How does that happen? You have to decide if it's. Um, a survival mode or a creative mode. Which creative mode? There's no rules. You can fly. There's no monsters, you have access right? Access to the full inventory. There are mo- they call mobs in the game. Okay. So it's anything besides the player mob. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. There's all that stuff in there. They just can't hurt you. Can't die. Um, okay. So I recommend if you have doubts about this game, like, oh, what's Minecraft? People just build stuff. No, play survival mode, and it's a full-on survival game. It is super fun. So. At night, mobs come out. How do I know what to craft? You need. You need. What would you need to craft if you were adventuring out? I wanted to build a door. Okay. How do I do that? Wood. But you got to make a crafting table. You probably didn't get as far as the crafting table. Mm, No, I dug a. I. 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 I I didn't finish my adventure story. Dug down, found a bunch of creepers, came back up, found lava. I saw when water hits lava, it creates these different blocks. Obsidian. Yep. So I got a lot of those. And then I saw a little mountain, just a little guy, Jordan, and I decided to dig straight through it. And I was going to turn that into my house, but then, and then this will be the end of my adventure story. I got struck by lightning and it blew a whole hole in the side of the mountain. I didn't know that was a thing. It's a pretty cool game, man. How do you put It's got a, you know, sped up day night cycle and the first three or four like video game days in that game are shelter, um, weapons, food, and so it's like just treat it like a survival game. What would really? you need to do in real life to survive? Yeah, don't dig through a ton of glass. Like instead of building a cool house that you're gonna have to get all the layering and steel, and stuff, obsidian. No, instead of building this cool castle or cool house um, with all this room and a ceiling and windows and doors, what you need to start with is it's called a hidey hole, and you, it's just for night. You dig into a mountain 
and you just make a little underground hut like a cave yeah put a put a torch up in there and uh, how do you make a torch um stick and charcoal we'll get you a torch ask me something else i can tell you the recipes i'm good at this like for a door is there hinges is there a doorknob you just need wood but you needed the crafting table to make it like refined and all you need to make a crafting table is wood so you get enough wood Okay. You break them into stacks. I want to play with you. I yeah. want you to be my little Obi Wan. That's a good split screen one, by the way, too. We could do that here. Yep. Oh, that sounds like it could be dangerous. I'll tell you what, man. We got it for the kid for Christmas, and then um, they they all went to bed Christmas Day, and wife walks by. And she's like, "Are you playing this game?" And I was like, "Yeah, I thought I'd, I'd try it out. See what she's <laughs> she caught you. No, see, see what she's all about." And then she walked by, like, and she went to bed, and then got up, you know, like for work the next day. Yeah. Are you still up playing this game? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I am. It's pretty great. When did the sun come up? (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I just got sucked in, man. I just got sucked in. That's awesome. Well, let's um, let's transition into your VR. John's VR chat. Do you have a song for us? Join me now for the VR corner. It's John's VR corner. Corner. Hey, guys, it's me, John, here with the VR corner this week on Rad Dad Radio. Oh, boy. I think I may have converted a man. I, I, I think you're more interested now than you were before. We found a – or, Joel, you, you get credit for this, but you found a nice little – so it's called VR Social, and it's a VR arcade, and they had a way better setup than I thought we were walking into. Uh, Yeah. So, we show up at a, a liquor store yeah. next to a bar, which is never a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there, there was some biker riffraff out front of the bar. Yeah. A lot of cigarettes were smoked, and um, we're like, this can't be the right place. It was like the only next closest place was like an Ace's Hardware. So I call the guy, and he picks up, hey, VR Social. Like, hey, man, where are you guys located? You need to go around the back of the building. So so now we had to go behind a bar next to a liquor store to find a secret VR room. VR speakeasy. (laughs) It really was a VR. He should have given me a password. I mean, it was a proper storefront. It was just on the just side very of hidden. a strip mall that no one else had store stores in there. Yeah. So it was he's just getting low rent. Derelict. Yeah, yeah, low rent for sure. Um, but he, this guy probably had thirteen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe thirteen to fifteen. That's what he told us. He had thirteen okay. full, full setups. setups. So that's thirteen. One wireless setup. Yeah. Yeah. Thirteen, probably fifteen hundred dollar PCs, and then he had thirteen. Um, what HTC Vive Pro headset? So that was the newest iteration of the HTC Vive. So basically, the best headset on the market. Um, and so yeah, we went in there. We said, "Here's our cards. Just tell us what we got to do. Can we bring twenty five bucks for an hour? Let us bring a, a six pack in there." And there were kids running around. He didn't care, and we were just yeah. That was surprising. Computer. Did he have like some type of? He's getting his license li- he's getting that? his liquor license. Next week again, we're plugging Absolutely. the hell out of this place. Cool about it, yeah. VR social plug plug plug. Here in Colorado, but yeah, let's bring a six pack of beer I'd in love there. To try that. Let's go. Yeah, you should. I think so. Um, we got to so, find a game we can play with him from afar, though. Yeah, which Arizona Sunshine is the first one that we let's play. talk about Arizona that. Arizona Sunshine. Yeah, and that's it's a zombie shooter. So they called me in high school. <laughs> it's, uh, wow, this doesn't really make sense at all. It's, it's like it sounds like a nickname. Well, if you're okay. ever to make like an LGBTQ Indiana Jones, it would be Arizona Sunshine. <laughs> it's 
It's a zombie shooter, and it's uh, sort of a horde mode, wave wave based shooter. And uh, Joel and I were in the same area, and we were able to fast travel and well, wait, talk wait. To each other we were in the same sets. area in our game. Yeah. We were not in the same area, so we're yeah, shouting yeah. across the VR. Yeah. John, where? Hey, where? How do you pick up a gun? What are we Dude, doing? I think there's grenades over here. Behind um, you. Really pretty clean looking game. All I'm used to is the go, and I've I've played the um, HTC original Vive. I tried that. I demoed that once at a micro center. So this was really cool for me, uh, for the first time to get like some real time on current gen vr pc vr because uh-huh. i'm walking into this world into this month with my build mm-hmm. and the rift s which i'll be getting considerably cheaper than this htc vive pro you still don't know when that's coming out though it's basically all but confirmed for um summer 30th april 30th Ooh, that's soon in a week or so yeah so the, okay the hype is real um I like this game. The fidelity seemed cool. Aiming made sense. For a while, I wasn't, like, hitting targets. And I was like, oh, wait, let me look at the sights on my gun. And just like real life, you got to line your sights up. And it was a direct shot. You know, you got the two on the back, and you got the one dot on the front for a Beretta or, like, a 9mm. And you got to actually get those lined up. You can't aim down or shoot to the sky. You'll miss your your mark. Um, As a noob, I mean, for me... My biggest thing is I instantly wanted to walk around. You naturally feel like you should be able to. You'll see a crate of guns 15 feet in front of you. You can step around. But then that blue mesh thing that you talked about on previous episode that showed up, and then the moment you touch it, um, you feel a a right here, wall right here, or something. The moment you touch it, there's a wall there. Yeah. Or there's a human (laughs) face. Yeah, that's the the guardian system. So they. Set up the play space for those headsets yeah. in advance, so they're already there. So you had to do like a teleport button yeah. and kind of kind of aim where you wanted your dude to go, and, and so that ended up being pretty intuitive. But as John, as the guy that was new to this, like I literally was catching my breath at certain points. Like um, you have two guns, so you have two controllers in each hand. You know, in most dual shooter video games, you're shooting at the same thing. This was the first time in a video game I got to John Woo my ass and like <laughs> shoot like three o'clock and nine o'clock. Three o'clock, nine o'clock. At one point, John was shooting was directly in front of me. He's shooting zombies directly in front of him, and I'm behind him in a Y formation oh, with my man. arm shooting zombies coming towards us. It's I, it was awesome. One <laughs> one thing I like about just VR in general is like, yes, you're playing a video game, but you're doing the shit in the game. Like you're you're. If you want to crouch, you're not hitting B or clicking in a thumbstick. You you get low. You squat That's down another, on the ground you're right. on the floor, you know? Yeah. It's, and then, like, to pick up a gun, you have to literally put your hands out and, like, grab the gun. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. Um, that, that for a starter game on the best equipment, like, a consumer Your could probably... Your bar is high now for VR quality, just so yep. you know. Another game I played that I really liked, and the owner... I wish I got his name. I feel like it was Mark... I, I, I don't know his was, name. I think it was Mark Zuckerberg. Maybe it was Mark. It was Mark Zuckerberg. He was there. <laughs> um, Illuminati. But um, it was this game called Quiver, and it's an archery game. And I've heard Joe Rogan and, like, Duncan Trestle talk about it. And I remember you've mentioned it as well, too. But, like, you put your hand behind you to grab the arrow. Yeah. You knock it on your bow. And then when you pull it back, there's this haptic response in the controller. So haptics essentially is, like, what, feedback? Yeah. It's like a fancy word a for rumble, rumble pack. Rumble yeah. In your, uh, 
but you feel it like whoop, like draw back, and then it's, it's like a big tension they build. But once I got you it, guys, di- you guys did this. Yeah, and once I got it dialed in. We're talking about yeah. yeah. I, I thought we were just talking about that that existed. <laughs> no, no, no. Once, I've always one, wanted to do that one. But Jordan, so it's like horde mode. So I'm protecting a fortress wall, just like any good archer should be doing. And there's like these minions running at you, different styles. Some are flying, some are slow, some are fast. And by, like, after five minutes, I was hitting them from, like, a football field away. Because I was, like, I was leading my shot, having my range. You have um, these tassels on your hat, which I thought I I realized midway through my playtime was the wind. Because you can see the wind blowing on your face. So, like, and it's really weird because it's right here, right? And I'm pointing to, like, my peripheral because you're not used to that either. In a third-person game, you'd see, like, Link's hair blowing in the wind or something like that. But, dude, it was so satisfying when you would just nail one of them. Yeah. So sword and shield and bow and arrow are, like, some of the most common Oh, I haven't even done sword and shield. bow and arrow, though, is one of the most common weapons in VR games. And a lot of VR games, even if it's a space VR game, they'll figure out a way to come up with a futuristic bow and arrow just because that mechanic works so well. Yeah. And it feels like you're doing something. You feel immersed maybe just doing that type of yeah. uh, action versus just aiming a gun and pulling a trigger. Oh, my God. But, so um, visceral. That's the right the, word for it. So that game specifically, that is playable on the go, and that's playable. That absolutely will be a title on the quest. So there's a really good example that of you don't have to have triple A quality graphics a whole bunch of uh, investors on a video game or an experience for it to be really fun and and good i mean you had fun with that game and so here's my theory i've been waiting some of it was that first time trying it aspect yeah and i've been waiting i've been waiting for the podcast to talk about this because here's my theory right because that was one of my first thoughts when he loads up this game and we'll talk about arizona sunshine yeah this was not the best graphics. This was like Xbox oh, yeah. One, like Xbox OG quality graphics. Maybe a little better texturing in spots. Low poly count enemies. Yeah. Not a lot of lighting effects. So here's my theory. All right. Pretty. Un- I think games today, console games today, yeah. have to look as good as they do because it's trying to connect you to that content, to that world. Yeah. VR does it in a whole nother part of your brain way, and I think the graphics don't matter. And I never thought that ever that was never even a category of my critique of vr ever like i'm even qualified but you know what i mean my own my own evaluating experience no but jordan to like to feel and to walk and to like uh we talked about we played beat saber so beat saber is like the ish right now that's like if anything's gonna sell vr consoles it's gonna be beat saber it is uh what was that dance game we used to play with cat and no, no, it was like it it was on the connect and it would like see your body. Do you remember that? I know, just dance. Just dance. Yeah. It you remember how that like a bunch of people never had Xboxes, they all bought Xboxes and Wii's when that came out? Yeah. I think Beat Saber will do that for virtual reality. Well, they have a dance game that they just announced for Of the course Quest they do. And, and for the Oculus. And VR people are going to blow minds on that. Yeah. I can't wait. It has to be wireless though. So. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> so Beat Saber was wireless, which was another you talk about immersive experience, like because yeah. when I'm playing the other games, I could you can feel the wire on your head in a nice way. It's an anchor to reality, but on Beat Saber you are wireless. And I told John like once I started moving your body and it's Whoa. tracking your body. So imagine playing. What is the perspective in the so, game? So you know Rock Band, the shit comes down at you right, and right. you got to strum it at the right point. Beat Saber is these blocks, red or blue, with arrows pointing up, down, left, or right. You have to slice them 
you have one blue color in that you have one blue lightsaber one red lightsaber you gotta slice them in the right direction oh no you felt like olivia newton john Uh, man well and you you feel like you're in a future party too so you're like you kind of not thinking about you standing on that cement floor you're like in this digital world so you're just dancing and into it and it would get quiet every once in a while i'm like Joel, you still out there, man? And I'm like, uh-huh. He's like, It was awesome. So the setup they had for Beat Saber was cool because they had a big projector on the screen. There's a lot of, like, daylight coming in, so it wasn't easily seen. But at night, with that music Uh turned up, Uh and one person out there Uh doing expert plus mode, Uh and a bunch of people around with with Mm -hmm. a beer, that sounds like a party to me. Uh And it's it's just as fun to watch. He's on a 68 box, you know, because you're like and you're and it sparks and it's it's molten metal and man i thought fruit ninja was cool it is fruit ninja with music it's yeah it's fruit it's fruit ninja with music for sure and so yeah and then i i was able to hop into super hot which is a game that i'm very stoked i started that on xbox but then wasn't long after that that i took a break on that game and didn't finish it and heard about that being originally developed for VR, and then that's when the bug I got. It was about this time last year that I got bit. I got bit by the bug, the VR bug. Who got you that bit bite? Um, I blame YouTube. Just, oh, yeah. I, I, you were instantly fascinated. Well, I like to explore different, you know, channels for gaming news or insider news or, you know. Uh, tech reviews in general that kind of stuff like that's most of my youtube um, subscriptions like channel subscriptions you know and so yeah somebody eventually was like hey we got our hands-on demo the oculus go and i said what's the what does the oculus go i'll I'll never be able to afford vr i'll never get to have this until it's real cheap you know Mm -hmm. and um i saw a review on that they're like it's two hundred dollars if you don't have a headset it's totally worth it you can you can start playing around in vr for real cheap and uh, that was an upgraded version of the Oculus Gear VR, which is a collaboration with Samsung and their phones. So they shared the Samsung title? Yeah, they partnered with another, it's Facebook, another company to get them yeah. made. Yeah. But, um, so you mentioned the low graphics, yeah, high gameplay sort of equation. I think there's one more thing to include in there, and that's the, I, I suppose, the fidelity of the experience based on the headset, right? Like frame rate, reactivity. Resolution, um, yeah, frame rate, refresh, um, and optics, right? Optics, which I I never knew how to judge that either, but like... It's talking about the lenses in the headset. The lenses, yeah. yeah. So it can be a a basic-looking Mario Brothers game, but if it looks real clean and it feels like you're 10 meters from something and you're in that world, then it still works, you know? Still gets you. Um, so Joel's going to get the quest, I believe, is what we landed on. <laughs> and then I'll play games with him on the Rift S. And Jordan, I guess I'll let him have my go, and maybe there's a game that everyone so, can get on. That's all you had to say, man. Yeah, I know. No, I keep my go for watching movies. Uh, for movies. I will say um, very much amateur-level VR experience here, but John showed me the movie theater application, which is basically, what was that called? Uh, that one that you were looking at was called... Um, Skybox, but there's a bunch of them. So when you, like first told me, good ones. when you first told me that you could watch movies in there, initially I was like, uh, I kind of like the home theater setup. I don't think I need like a movie like two inches from my eyes, like it'll feel like too intense or something. 
but John put me into a simulated movie theater, and it looked like a movie theater. I still haven't seen that. It looked like a 140-foot screen was 50 feet in front of me, and I saw chairs in my left and my right when I moved my head, and I could look at different parts of the screen. That blew me away, and it was not only just the... The movie looked great, but it was 3D, too. Yeah. Oh. I'm normally not a fan of 3D oh, yeah. movies in today's world. Like, going to the, the theater, I think you're going like... to see it come back because of VR. Yeah. Like the TVs didn't really pan out for anybody. Well, it's too much stuff. Yeah, and movie really theater... amazing. I mean, if you're... I, I mean, I could see myself doing that at home. That's how good it was. Well, there's nothing... I'll tell you what, laying down and watching a movie you're stoked to see and you haven't seen it and you know you got a good 3D file. Some good headphones. Put some headphones in, grab a beer and lay flat on your back, like totally relaxed. And um, I think it works. Here's uh, what's funny is I I started the movie that I showed you. I think I had Aquaman going on. Hell yeah. There, and I started that on the plane. So I was. this is the first time I ever did VR in the plane on a plane yeah and i looked absolutely like a dork but you said uh i would love real quick for our for we got a bunch of folks listening on mixer um welcome welcome everybody if what would you do here's a question i just would love you for you guys to respond and check what would you do if you sat next to a guy with a vr headset on on a plane it depends though if he's like interacting and playing beat saber because if like well, the aisle, no, if he's a window yeah. seat, window seat, you're in the middle I was, seat. I was in the window seat, and my plan flying back, because I'm absolutely doing it again, I did not feel like I was on the plane at all. I mean, the plane the plane ride went by so quick. Uh, my plan on the way back is if I have an aisle or a middle, I will let everyone know before I put it on, hey, I'm going to wear that's, this thing. I think that's If you need big to get out for any reason, if you don't mind, just give me a little leg tap or something, and I, and I can pop out of there and pull it right off and get you get you onto the loo if you need to. <laughs> Go into yeah. your saddlebags. Yeah. Um, but if I was the person, and I didn't have any interest or any, never tried any VR or whatever, but I'm a video gamer, I like tech stuff, I like movies, I hate flying... If I saw the dude right next to me with that on, I'd be like, "Hey, can I? Do you think I'd be able to get a turn? Maybe can I get a turn from you? Is that absolutely on a long flight yeah. or international flight?" Yeah, Joel's question to the board, you know, what would you to do? The board, if, yeah. To the board, of oh, directors. Yeah. Yeah. I would ask for a turn or just be jealous. I'd be silently jealous, you know. Yeah. Because that's the thing you brought it up. Like, don't you feel weird? I would fuck with the person. That's what I would do. You'd get a feather. A stranger? Uh, maybe a feather. All right, yeah. so what do you do if someone's sleeping next to you on a plane? Can With VR on? No, if no, they're no. leaning <laughs> on me, if they're leaning on me, you better believe I'm pushing them back. Yeah. So we, I, that we're doing drives me drives yeah, me nuts. I mean, well, let's close out VR. First off, here's my here's my hot take on it. Um, a, knowing that for for 25 bucks, I know that sounds expensive, but I have some ideas I'm going to talk to this feller about. But like, he should have a punch pass or a membership, right? Wouldn't that be smart? Treat it like um, a gym almost, or maybe buy one of his broken headsets off of you. Is he on Groupon? Oh, which I bet is he on Groupon? No, I looked. Seems like a Groupon type. Yeah, you like buy like a. He had he had um. He had the look about him like he's working his ass off. Like he looked like a small business owner. How long have they been open? Do you know? Not that long because I just saw it pop up. So I also got a vibe off of him like he wasn't trying to push it or sell it either. He was open to talking about it. He was. I People are consider, finding it though. You know, he'd be a great. Um, a guest. Guest, yeah. I would consider him. Let's an, do it. I would consider him an, an enthusiast, but also I was trying to get deep into specs and ask him about. Yeah. Certain specific things, and he was sort of like, 
well, you know, we just got we just got all these PCs up here. I got all those on Newegg pre-built, you know. And so he was very like, I had a I had a huge chunk of money to put into a VR arcade. We I, did the I math. Thought, yeah, we I did the math. I thought I should buy. We, we it had was the about space for it. We we added up forty. Was it forty one grand? Something like that. Can oh, we talk sure. about the decor in there too? He so, went with like a futuristic decor, so like nice. like big goofy plastic plastic seats and tables that with have lights like in them. Lights inside of them. It's like a Froyo re- like restaurant. <laughs> no, it looked awesome. like yeah, it looked like a Froyo restaurant in South Korea. I'll tell you right. what. Keep, <laughs> it, keep an eye on our. Um, Instagram and I think we'll post some photos. Of yeah, we we there. need to do that. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll put a big story up on Rad Dad. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think honestly, it also had multiplayer connectivity there. So, like, if there's a game, once you get your uh, what what's it called, the S, John? Once yeah. you get once you get that, like, I I could see me and Jordan going there and paying twenty five bucks and playing. Because here's the other nice thing about it, I don't know if I get done more than an an hour. You build up to it. It's called VR legs. Like you just, oh. it's less eye strain and it's less that motion sickness that people talk about. The more you play and in the way you play, yeah, you get real comfortable. And I've done VR like for Subnautica for an hour plus. I've watched entire movies in there. That's a little different because you're not. You have some space running there. around and yeah. actively involved in something. Yeah. Um, but you can you can be in there for a long time. Well, and that's the one thing because here's what you hear all the time on these reviews is like people getting woozy and motion sickness and <clears throat> people having a hard time adjusting either to VR or coming out of it. I didn't have any of that. I was gonna ask like, was it the like bowling alley syndrome when you guys went back outside though, and you're like, damn, it's like daytime. You, know, you do that. You do that when you take the headset off. Oh man! And it's like, oh man, that's right. I'm in Colorado, and, and it's I'm tightened here. on your head, so it's also <laughs> awkward and hard to get off. So you can't just be like, I gotta scratch my face, or. Well, there. Yeah, I mean, I think they should just for comfort. It's not like a safety thing, but there's got to be some like transition practices that you can follow, so it's not so intense. Like coming out of it. Oh, you're to fine. Me, to me, it sounds intense. Coming out of it? Yeah, like if you walk, if you're it's like, all right, gotta go, no, like, and you go outside and then you get in your car, like. No, for a split second, like when I do it at Like home, a club, if you're in a club in Vegas for too long? Yeah. We had that we experience. Yeah. Jordan and I had that experience. We were in Paris and we were sure it was still dark out and we came out. I think that's a good casino, not a club. I think that's a good comparison. Walking out of a casino and it's still daytime or walking out of a Bowling two and, and a half hour yeah. movie. You've been watching, right? right? And the sounds all out. Noon feature. And you got the sugar and the salt and the popcorn, and you're you're jamming. And then you walk out, and you're like, oh, parking lot. It's noon. What? Uh, you know, it's like it's kind of like that uh, similar level of. Yeah. Oh, I'm in my sensory recalibration. Yeah, you know, it'd be kind of cool if they like churched it up a little bit, and it was like a recovery room where like you go in, there's like UV lights and like some water, <laughs> a breeze, some tea. <laughs> journal or something there's yeah. a fa- there's sand yeah. you can just like touch real sand yeah I, I it's like all right about 15 minutes that's a good idea yeah. then you go back out to the car the reality room i'd call it the reality totally. room well and i think here's what's cool about current vr is like this is when we sit around and we talk about how the first time we used the internet you know and like the connection was really crappy and, and all you could do is really like <laughs> And maybe do a chat room. Key, key, key. I can't do it. If you wanted to watch a video, it was a real time video, and like it took forever to buffer, and so it was really cool, and it, was, it opened up so many possibilities. But it was just I remember those days. clunky, you know. And so that's what VR is right now. This is still Generation One. Still, is, you think so? Oh, yeah, still. This is still Generation One VR. This yeah. is 
Um, Oculus started as a Kickstarter, and they needed $2.5 million to get it going. And then once they had a proof of concept, that's when Facebook bought them. And Facebook has Facebook money. So then uh-huh. that's why, that's all why you the money. see this market this new in this new market basically mm-hmm. being created so i know now we have cool. these pop-up varcades yeah. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. anyway it was really have found that a year ago or two years ago i don't i don't the, think we would have found that three months ago based on the user yeah. base right yeah because there's not a lot of people in vr there's a lot of curiosity though and if you like vr and you're one of these people that have a headset and have a good time it's your job to show people good experiences and and bring it up if people are interested in video games because that's that's all it's going to take to just launch this thing into yeah. the 2020s and Absolutely. see some so, real futuristic tech come out of it, you know? So the NBA has their league pass. So you on your smart device, your direct TV or whatever, you can watch every game, like every moment. You can switch around. Um, I've never been a subscriber of that. It's like $100 for the whole season. It's, it's a, I don't know. Like, I, I just catch what's locally being, you know, viewed or whatever. Um but VR has a courtside experience where you can watch a live game from a courtside seat. That's awesome. And I, there's other sports that I'm sure that... I would fucking do that. Like Are you kidding me? Like I would that. do that. I would watch every sport. Yeah, we were yeah. just talking about that well, today. Because, like, it, it's one of those things where, like, courtside is, like, in the NBA is, like, completely different. Than so, being like, in the you're getting league. jumped yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So, and if that was your primary... Um, use case for mm-hmm. virtual reality. I would say get the Oculus Go. That's what I'm saying. So you can do that. Oh yeah, yeah. My God. You're just yeah, no, they're selling it now. They it's do 180 video and NBA.com/slash/VR. You, you can sit. You just outside. do it from the website then. And what's cool about this wow. website stuff is they have several areas where it's set up, so you can like your teleport jump over to different parts of the map and my go god to, go to like your backboard it's still i listen as you're saying this as cool as i'm like my i'm tingling and my mind's blown but it i don't want that wally world man where no one want, needs to leave their house See, anymore I'm, I'm, <laughs> like yeah, but the nba thing and the movie theater thing are like more like practical right. use i sound me. like an old man well, probably also, i don't know but just also just think about when you sit in your basement and you play two hours of assassin's creed i mean it's essentially the same thing yeah but it's not that i can't go to ancient greece know, you know outside, what i mean you're still sitting inside your house Th- that's not what i'm technology. saying though it's like i think the more things that they make vir- virtual yeah. or augmented i feel like I don't know. Less the, of a reason to go to an NBA game. It's less, less sunshine for well, the human race. Well, you're courtside, though. Right? I mean, it's still That's a thrill true. to go to an NBA game. You're like, oh, my God, if I turn a little bit to the well, right. Well, and no, it's a I mean, if you want to, like, the, the Kings versus the Knicks, like, no one's going to that game. Dude, Bonnaroo. Bonnaroo and announced that they're doing a VR thing now where you're going to be, like, front middle – like there's, um, yeah, there's I don't know. Also, I don't know if that's even worth it. But I mean, obviously, being at a concert is a different thing. But for some folks that may never have had that big festival concert experience, that might be the best they can get. So why try? Yeah. You, you see my point? Yeah, like, yeah. well, it's like you can go to the concert, or you can be front row. You know, front row. And it's like you can go to the NBA game, or you can be courtside. And like we can go together, and I can look over and see your. VR but Jordan, do you see my point though? Do yeah, you think totally. that kind of stuff is gonna? Well, in my, my ten years from now, what is it gonna be everywhere? You can go to the bank, like oh, yeah, absolutely. You know ten what I mean? Years from now, I would think you're living in the stacks. I don't know. Think else. about all the things you can do with your phone now that you couldn't yeah. do in 2007. You know what I mean? Like right. when the iPhone came well, out. That's a good. Um, I always use the phone analogy as like a good argument of like why that's that shouldn't be. Um, 
that shouldn't be a topic like a, a barrier between you and VR is you know what you'll spend to get in. I think more than ever, people spend so much on their phones. You're, everyone's carrying around. No, I don't want lunch. It's, it's more about wallet, like you know? what am I going to spend my like my time with? Like, yeah. I'm afraid if I get one of these things, I'm going to live in there. Especially if it gets really good. See, I'm not afraid of that. I don't well, think. I, mean, it's like it, I don't know. I'm just afraid everyone else would. You gotta make rules for yourself, right? Like, if you still value going on a hike and all True. that, then but you does a 14 year old? Do but does but a 14 year old do that? Go on a hike in VR. I'm sure. Would a, for- be a lame hike though? No, True. you can ski in You're VR. You're not gonna get a sunburn. There's still it's the tech is not that good. You guys are giving it too much. I know, but ten years from now, yeah, yeah, in the future. That's what I'm saying. I do see that. Is are we to a means where is there going to be a revolution where everyone's like screen free, like where everyone's just repulsed by that kind of stuff? That's already happened in in a bunch of ways, and you know, I mean, you used to not be able to watch a baseball game on TV. We talked about so. Put your nickel down. Here, here's a real practical point, example yeah. of that. So I used to, I worked at a place that used to do a survival on the Underground Railroad experience. And it's, um, it's struggling. It's just, it's not, it's not matching up with this generation. It's not doing, it's not the hot thing that people used to do. And it's not meant to be a haunted house or an escape room. It's meant to be. That's what people kind of maybe think. think it would be. Yeah. It's meant to be a way to really empathize and and viscerally understand what those people went through in, in, in that period of time. And one of the ideas was, should we start to develop like a VR component? Like, should we look into creating something that kids in a classroom can experience and never even have to go to the camp? That That's job security for me, you know what I mean? Like, if that happens, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Long story short, it was awesome. Drink. It was great. So, <clears throat> drink. So I listen. I got a text. Speaking of drinks. So let's, well, well, before we wrap this up, I got a text after last week's episode from from the host of Rad Dad Radio. His name is Joel Super Shark. Chomp chomp. Um, he said, "Hey, your your VR chat was like forty minutes long. We got dialed. <laughs> we in. just did thirty five. <laughs> so so after so I'm just saying your opinion." then for oh yeah good it's, point it's improved right you are sort yes. of like interested now i'm i'm definitely intrigued and the yeah. fact that a bike ride away from my house jordan <laughs> honey someone at the door do oh sorry <laughs> uh, but a, ha- a bike ride away from my house me and jordan can go and do this without having to invest thousands of dollars. And if you make it a bike ride, then you don't feel so bad about <laughs> you're right. A you're right. On your face. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I want to go with you. The the other thing, man, we keep going. They had the escape room, which had yeah. digital fingers. I have a photo that is straight up. Um, oh, element or uh, like, I showed Jordan mine. It's a family of yeah, the family this, all touching shit so in the it's air. A family with all all sitting in chairs. Aiming the same I saw, way, I saw it. with it big is. fat bundles of cords coming out of the back, matrix of their heads style, and their hands in front of them, because, all touching and looking at because, stuff. And I didn't know this, man. I didn't know that this was like consumer shit because I just don't. I'm not interested in the HTC stuff. But they have a thing on the HTC Vive Pro where they are doing um, 15 point hand, hand tracking. tracking. I mean, where you your hand movements and your hand interactions. Are interacting with and that's a funny world, thing. You know, Fifteen point digital. soon it'll be a hundred and thirty point hand tracking. You know what I mean? Or no, 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 it's not even that. It's the gloves. Okay, so with a haptic glove, and then you're feeling. Well, it's something that if that's you're touching crazy. a geometric image, so you're right now I have a blowing my mind. In front of my hand, 
if I go touch mm -mm. a digital image, my mm -mm. fingers are going to go through it because it's not really there. No. They have gloves right now that are in development that have a tether on the back of your fingers so that when you touch it pulls it, it back, it won't let you pull your hand in anymore. And it simulates. Oh my God. They, they put these little water bladders on the hole inside. No, your hand, no, 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 and no. They simulate That's where a lot. That exists today. Where your contacts are being made. So in the demo, uh -uh. they have a spider. On, uh, on a guy's uh, hand, and he says he can feel every individual leg oh, and no. where it touches the palm. That's of his crazy. Hand. And that is already something you can try right now. It's in development. I can get you a spider. Have you heard of the YouTube channel Smarter Every Day? <laughs> get huh. you a spider. Every Day. You guys educate Yeah, there's a podcast channel? for that too. Yeah, yeah, Smarter Every Day. You've heard of that YouTube channel? I'm a How Stuff Works guy. He's but a dad guy. Sure. He's kind of a dweeb. Oh, I know him. Yeah. But yeah, he's a des Dezen? Dezen? I don't know. Anyway. He's the guy uh, who did that video and went and, and tried. I'm gonna this check this out immediately is. following it's the show. Awesome. That's crazy. Cool. All right, VR chat, Jordan, bring us some beer, buddy. So, what do we got? Yeah, real quick. <clears throat> that was um, good VR chat. Hey, folks, we'll probably be talking a lot more about this, but yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> if you're, you know, we, listen, listen, we want here your, we go. No, no, this is your last thing, last thing for real, last thing. Um, if you, we always want your feedback. If you want to, sh to shut up about a certain topic and mix in more movies or more uh, pancake video games, let us know. But I just, full disclosure, next two weeks it's going to be kind of VR heavy because that thing is coming out and I'm going to actually get my. No, this setup, is our ride. So. It's our ride. We, hey, remember when we used to talk about Red Dead Redemption? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Jordan, get us that beer, son. You, you got to sing that beer song, though. Didn't you work on a beer song? Jordan's Beer Time? Jordan's beer time. It's beer time with Jordan. Don't get beer up your nose. Beer time. Beer time. Beer time. Jordan's beer time. Don't get beer up your nose. Beer. 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 Said beer. All right. So um, this is cringy. I'm kind of a beer nerd the way that John is a VR nerd. So if you guys ever want to talk. 40 minutes on beer. You let me know when that one is. But they both, they, I they brought, both produce dopamine. All right, that's all we can yeah, do. Yeah. What, whatever makes you happy. Um, I like the uh, a certain aspect that we don't often talk much about, and you're probably going to crack jokes on it, but I save beers. I have. Yes, he does. I have a collection of beers. I want you to have a dungeon under wherever you live, and it's just like. Yeah, that'll be the goal. I mean, you want to keep beer. It's just a museum of beer. Yeah, and there's only certain styles that you can say, like obviously. An he collects beer better than we. Co he yeah, collects beer better than we that. collected anything, like comic that books. Might be true. I think um, it's true. I've slimmed down on how much. That's why. You know, well, because your cabinet out. can't hold. Well, I just no, am waiting. Not, that's not why. But um, I, I just there's no like at one point I had like over 300. That's beers my fear. That like, I'm not well, saying that's so why. Like, it's my fear. My fear is you're gonna like call me up one day and just be like. It, it came. No, it came crashing it's down. Not, it's not gonna break. It's it's good to go. So, um, most beers that you want to save, the reason that you would save it is because you expect a certain character to develop or something to change. Um, Just like kids. A lot of times, people make the claim that you know the beer gets better with age, uh, much like wine. Not always the case. Right. Um, some. No some. Not always yeah. the case. So some stouts, some sours, they have like a sweet spot. Two or three years is when you want to keep them. Uh, some people really brag on their ten-year-old whatever. Um, it might taste like soy sauce, so like something that eventually could happen to the beer. Can I jump um, in real quick? Yeah. If you want a million-dollar app, 
I don't know if this exists, but come up with an app for guys that, that can catalog and mm-hmm. also give a notification of that sweet spot. Like, hey, you need well, to drink your 1984 I mean, Charlie Daniels or whatever it's called. Yeah. If you want to find that out, you talk to the, the brewer. Like, but, so you can tweet. But imagine a, a database. Like, hey, well, totally. Um, yeah. What, when's the best time to drink this? And sometimes the brewer will be like, now, because they want you to drink it, obviously. But And buy more. Yeah, I mean, and well, and beer always tastes the best fresh, even big like. Here's my question: and things like that. Have you had a beer that you've held on to that you didn't know was supposed to age in a certain way that so you like were surprised? That like, yeah, that surprised you. Like, oh my god, this tastes so much better than I remember. Like so a surprise aging effect. They rarely taste better, but what you do is you want to compare them to how they originally tasted. So it's like, let's say you have a like an imperial stout that's barrel aged with coffee the coffee is going to fall off completely and then it's like oh it's kind of a completely oh, interesting beer. or let's say like i've had a like a beer that had like chai tea involved in it and that that'll fall off and you can almost taste that base beer so anyways I, i'm always willing to bust out beers if, if people are in town or if you have a recommendation or if you need a recommendation, if you're your bottle shop and it's like, hey, I found this old dusty bottle. Here, I got a quick. I love talking about. Here, give a hot take then. Yeah. What's a beer, a, an affordable beer, folks could buy right now and and store and enjoy? I mean, what's a normal amount of storage time? Two years, three years? Uh, it, I mean, it could go up to like 10, Vlad 20, the Impaler but, um, style. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the style. So, um, Dogfish had 120 minute beer or 120 minute IPA. Yeah. Uh, that beer, they market it to seller and enjoy up to 10 years. Oh, so, have, have you yeah, done? I mean, do you like, have one ready to go? I've got verticals of that is what we call it. So I've got years like 2005, 2006. 2006. So you have a 14-year-old? I have a couple that are that old. Yeah, I've got a 2004. Um, we should crack so one. That, if, you're, if you're looking to try that, um, baby steps. So take a style that you know is going to age. You don't want to age a beer and find out that you just made it rotten. You want to take a style that um, has that happened to you? Think about have no, you I mean, have you, you don't age an IPA? That's I know, but have you had one that you thought was going to be okay, but yeah, maybe light totally. or and oxygen we, got in there? We call that a, a sink pour. Yeah. But have you had the like Ugh, like yeah, it tastes like soy sauce? Really? Yeah. Like salty? It, yeah, I mean, it could just it has a funk to it. That you can't well, super flat. So it sounds it sounds a little risky, but you know, just look up some celery beers and go to your bottle shop and, and ask about like what. Maybe it would be good. So what, what do we I got here? Is uh, just two years old. It's uh, old Rasputin, and it's kind of a staple imperial stout. So it's a Russian imperial stout from North Coast Brewing Company in uh, Mendocino, California. So North Coast, California. Um, this guy's out usually year round in most markets. So this would be a great tester. I would buy a four pack on occasion, and you know, drink two, hide two. And Man, I'm going to start doing this, I think. It's, it's a lot of fun. So when aging beer, you want to keep it at a pretty consistent temperature. Now, perfect cellar temperature is going to be somewhere between that, like, 45, 55 degree no light. window. Absolutely no light. That's the number one enemy of beer. That's why we talk about cans. That's why bottles are brown, beer. right? Yeah. That's why bottles are brown. It's fun sun, fact, listeners. Sunglasses is yeah. why they're brown. So um, this is a standard everyday stout. And I shouldn't say standard. It's kind of a cult hero in terms of stouts and craft beer. Um, North Coast started in 1988. 
Uh, this beer has always been their hit. You talk to any old beer, Rasputin. Yep. Any any beer nerd around the world, they're gonna know about this beer. This one that we're drinking now, two years aged. Um, thought I'd bring it out tonight. It's got an old timey look on it. You can see old Rasputin himself on the cover. He looks cool. I like the art. Yeah. So a real standard. Apparently had a huge, a huge member. That's the legend. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Jordan. Let's Thanks, buddy. Ooh, ooh, there's a lot going on there. It's got an oaky afterbirth. It's thick. Yeah, oaky kind of tartness. It's got a medium to heavy mouthfeel. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah, so, I mean, one thing I notice about this beer is, like, black in color. But not super black. Like, it's definitely oh, light dark. It up to a light. No but light's we, getting through. You yeah. Head and we call that, like, a toasted A little bit. Head. But, yeah. It, but Pretty brown. Uh, 9%. Very balanced, so... When I say balance in beer, I'm talking about ingredients and booze. Um, if you taste the booze in a beer, unbalanced. A lot of people are like, oh, man, this is strong, therefore I like it. Huh. But if you, Makes can, sense. Have, you can have 10, 11, 12% ABV beers and not really Are there like the sommeliers for beer? Are there people yeah, that go so to college for drinking beer? It's called a Cicerone. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm a certified Cicerone. Are you really? Yeah. Are there so levels? There are. There are, and the top would be master, and there's like 11 on the earth. Honey, get the door, hon. You're going to make her actually wake up. Don't no. <laughs> so, uh, peer review, beer review, uh, Old Rasputin, North Coast. It's uh, good. I think they're nationally distributed, so you should be able to find this I can, beer. It's warm, it, warming. Yeah, totally. So, it's the end of stout season, so I thought I'd probably the last stout I'll drink this year. Thanks, Jordan. Great recommend, recommendation. When did you first discover this beer in your... Um, seven or eight years ago, honestly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some Xbox news, ladies and gents. You're a PlayStation uh, dork. We got some news for you. Let's too. start there. We got a PlayStation, um, you know, big competitor in the market, yeah. but but obviously driving tech when they put announcements like this. Oh, it's um. Yeah, so the specs were released for the PlayStation 5, and it wasn't a lot. Um, we know that they're going to use a solid-state hard drive in there, and speaking from experience, I have a gaming laptop, and when I swapped out my traditional spin drive, you know, or, like that's what's in your computer yeah. right now and all that. 72 or yeah. 54. When I replaced that with a 500-gig uh, solid-state, it was like having a new computer because what you can do is you can run a lot of programs off of that solid state drive mm. which means hmm. it's it's just time taken off of a motor kicking on a disc and a disc and your battery's better if it's a, a laptop yeah, yeah yeah less moving parts is always better right um so that's cool for the playstation 5 kids um another thing is that the playstation vr will be continually supported on the ps5 so they are sticking with that technology they've had a lot of success with it a lot mm -hmm. of people own it and play it um they uh, speaking of, uh, of PlayStation and VR in general, and I think this actually helped, but a game we talked about, Super Hot, for the first time in that game's history, a game available natively on consoles yep. and PC, but then VR, the VR version of that game, for the first time, has outsold the Ooh, normal That's a milestone. Game. And it's a well-reviewed game, regardless of whether you're playing it in, um, yeah, in VR or, or not, so... 
Things are looking good. Oh, 8K. If, if that tech ever gets to your living room. It's ready for it? Yeah, it, uh, the new PlayStation. I feel like that's 8K. just um, seeing. Let's have, see how folks react to this. It's definitely a cool bullet point to have, right? Yeah. Like 8K. I mean, that was a big selling point for the Xbox One X was the 4K and maintained minimum 60 frames per second. That was the benchmark. For all Microsoft yeah. games, not now for other developers, they got to kind of hold their own to that. Sure. But yeah. For the Xbox One X, what do they call them on the marketplace? They're like enhanced is what they call them. The oh, Xbox, Xbox Enhance. Enhance. Xbox Enhance. X yeah. Enhance, yeah. So those are all guaranteed 4K, HDR, and 60 frames per second. So I like that. I like that for the console market. They're setting these benchmarks as saying... Don't make anything that's going to run below it because that's yeah. not what we're doing. We're setting a line. It's just means like, another TV to buy in five years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If we ever even get there. Right. VR may take over. Who knows? I thought you were going to say, like, Trump. Because like, <laughs> the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also not technically called the PS5. We still don't know what it's going to be called. Right. That's kind of what everyone's calling it. They Why might it be called that? Yeah, well, I mean, they might go the way of the Xbox and just do, like, they might just call it PlayStation. That's one of the popular theories right now. They might just call it PlayStation and then upgrade hardware similar to what Xbox is doing. Um, the Oculus Rift S, the reason they went with S was because consumers were familiar with that type, that type of title as a not a full next-gen, but a... An iterative Smart. update, right? We so get the it. Xbox yeah. One S, right? That was the one. It's our nerd oh, language. S, right? Yeah. So it was, I thought it was the first S. Yeah. Yeah. And it just stands for smaller. Mini Cooper. Smaller and speedier. Sleeker. Um, other news, we got a big Sea of Thieves update happened today. <clears throat> we never mentioned this, guys, but we're, we're broadcasting on a Tuesday, and that's just because my brother's in town. So that'll be our show for this week. We'll be back on it for Wednesday next week. But, uh, yeah, so Tuesday, today is uh, – what's today's date? April 16th. See a big Sea of Thieves update, Jordan. They released the Hunter's Call Guild. So it's another kind of area. You know how in Sea of Thieves you can go to the treasure, the gold hoarder. Mm-hmm. You can go to that witch chick and get the souls. Right. Um, this uh, the the merchant trader person. This is all like, like in your home island base. Yeah, yeah, the outpost. They're adding a new one. It's Hunter's Call. Here's some of the new things Ooh. we'll be able to do on April 30th. Fishing, and nice. they say it's one of the best fishing games. Your bait matters. Where in the world you fish matters. Um, Mythological. Well, they, I'm sure they're going to throw in some crazy, crazy stuff. Um, you can sell the fish, and then you can upgrade rods and get better rods, which catch better fish or stronger, bigger fish, you know. You can also collect fruit, fish, and meat from the islands, combine them with fish, and make uh, recipes. Oh, so like oh, rad, red dead. So if you know you're going to go into battle, for example, you could have everyone, all right, guys, eat your fish stew, <laughs> and you could buff your health and like take less damage over time because mm-hmm. of the effects the the recipes give you. Um, they do say if you don't do things right, there is food poisoning, and you just get super yeah, sick. You don't want that fish. You don't want that fish. right. Yeah, finger fish. Uh, they also said there's going to be harpooning. So harpooning has a, a harpoon lot. Of, gun. Yeah, two. You have two on your ship. One in the front. One one on in the back. The ship. Hell yes. Yeah. Yes, and you can pull in other boats. So you can shoot a Harpoon boat. the boat. Yep, and pull yourselves in or pull them in. You can grab um, barrels. So you know all those barrels we constantly pass. 
you could stop and just harpoon in all the contents of those barrels yeah. and keep your ship stocked up, which is, if you play for more than an hour, that becomes a real problem. Like, you run out of bananas, you run out of planks, you run out of cannonballs. And then lastly, this me and John thought this was awesome. If You know how uh, you're in battle and there's rocks? You could shoot the rocks with the harpoon and, like, do a quick turn around the rocks Batman, pirate, man. Batman 1989 style. Um, did you guys talk about just shooting boats with this, too, and yeah. reeling them in? I yep. think that's going to lower the amount of, like, battle time for a ship at sea. Speed it along? Yeah. And, and, I don't know, maybe there's ways that you can run up to that tether and get your, not your sword out. And cut, cut it. it. I you bet know? you're right. I bet that like, has so to be a way. It's not the end of the match, you know, yeah. but if you're not on it and they get two in you and you're, you're dealing with flooding ship, I mean, that's the cool thing about Sea of Thieves in those battles is, like, it's resource management. You yeah. have four pirates on your ship. Who's doing what and who's controlling all this? Because yep. we're sinking, and I still need people on cannons, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's cool. I think I'm it's going to be awesome. This, yeah. Well, and I see it as a strategy. Like, I see us, you do the little ring around the rosy with another ship. You're going to shoot at each other. There's new cannonballs now, which was in another update, um, and uh, Lost Shores update. And so you can do different effects with those cannonballs. But I see the harpoon coming in towards the end when you know you got them and you just want to loot and kill the last yeah, remaining sure. dudes on the ship. Yeah, yeah. And get over to the ship easily without having to swim a bond. I'm stoked, time. man. And this is only one part of a massive update coming out on April 30th. They say it's more than the original game release content combined. So it's doubling the content in the game. Jordan, they're adding like um, co-op story missions. So like... Instead of just being like, let's get the treasure off this island, we can like go through an entire story together. Wow. Um, co-op style. I think that's going to be awesome. I love it. I think that'll that'll bring me back to that game. I have to be honest, I haven't played it much. Like past launch. I think we played it for... That means like, you're going to love it even part, more. And then yeah. I kind of dropped it. Yeah. Well, camp happened for everybody, but... I think uh, with this update, you're gonna it'll be like a shiny new car. Well, it's nice to have a game that if you want to go in and raid and go deep and play for two more, two or more hours, that's yeah. cool. But it's also nice to have options where I can hop in and maybe do the new fishing mechanic and just kind of like help my stats, but not spend yeah you know more than 45 minutes doing it like a quick session versus because I hate games that are so good, but you only feel like you're gonna have a good time if you. Yeah. budget two hours to play like red dead is kind of like that for me like i get into red dead about 15 minutes after i start it you know oh yeah and then i'm like oh man i think i'm good for like i could play this for the next four hours straight yeah. but i gotta go to bed you know, yeah it's like a good book it's like i'm gonna knock a chapter out i'm gonna yeah. like i'm gonna get this to the next point savage i agree 100 percent um, Jordan, I gotta go to the bathroom. Do you mind talking about that uh, letter the Russo brothers yeah. sent out to Marvel fans? I think that's cool. I love it. So, Marvel Studios on Instagram and Twitter today produced a picture of a letter. So it wasn't just the they didn't just like tweet these uh, these words. They they put it out as a letter. So it says to the greatest fans in the world, this is it. This is the end. The end of an unprecedented narrative mosaic spanning 11 years of 11 franchises. Think about that. It's a long so time. So many movies and, and like the batting average on these movies. Oh man. Most of them, if not all of them, That's a stat we should pull are up. good. Yeah. That, yeah. So it continues. 
For all of you who have been on this journey with us since the very beginning, sharing every high and low with your family, your friends, your classmates, your co-workers, investing so deeply in every character and storyline, laughing, cheering, shedding tears, giving so freely of your thoughts and emotions and spirit of dialogue, theories, fan art, fan fiction, please know that the two of us, along with everyone involved in Endgame, which comes out April 26th, so soon, have worked tirelessly for the last three years with the sole intention of delivering a surprising and emotionally powerful conclusion to the Infinity Saga. Because so many of you have invested your time, your hearts, and your souls into these stories, we're once again asking for your help. When you see Endgame in the coming weeks, please don't spoil it for others the same way you wouldn't want it spoiled for you. Remember, Thanos still demands your silence. <laughs> As always, good luck and happy viewing the Russo Brothers. Hashtag don't spoil the end game. So that really got me thinking. I can. This happened with Harry Potter. This happened. Uh huh. I've with, dealt with that in a big way. Yeah. So, I mean, you think about huge trilogies and huge, like, sagas. Um, even, like, The Matrix. Like, I don't think there was no Instagram or Twitter when Matrix 3 came I got, out. I got a good spoiler um, story. So, you wrap up, yeah. So I wanted to bring up the question: What is the spoiler? How long do you wait? Like, oh, this is like, like yeah. where do you? Like, well, and this is also the same week Game of Game of Thrones started, so it's like it's topical. So here's the thing: I, I think that letter was extremely well written and very genuine, and not just for marketing, but for like it sounds to me like there's going to be some. Shit. I like it. I like it because it's a it's an old Hollywood way of respectfully asking people to um, take care of your art. And I think that it's true. Like people don't realize this is a complicated knot that was started to be tied 11 years ago. Yeah. And like so much work and um, I don't know, like I have, I, I hope that people clap back using this as ammo when people start to, because you you know it's going to happen, it's going to flood, and I think that's part of the reason we're not going to see t- early ticket sales. I think that record's going to be around for a long time. Yeah, I don't think this upcoming Star Wars is going to break that early ticket sales it is record. Unprecedented in every example you could put forward. We talked about this last episode, yeah, or, or at least the episode where we did the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe uh, March Dadness bracket, yeah. Um, there has never in the history of cinema, in its short history, it's still a new cinema is still in its infancy if you look at the timeline. I mean it's we've only had what we consider modern um, movies and all uh, execution, storytelling, cinematography, all that stuff. We've only had that for like sixty so, years. Ninety years. years nineteen thirty, nineteen thirty one. That yeah. is not a long time. So a person's generation basically yeah you're human generation yeah that's a good way of putting it your grandma remembers a time when you couldn't see a movie so still a very new am i right on that yeah yeah yeah, still a very that's crazy it's still a very new medium which is very cool and exciting and this one is completely in its own you know own like um acclaim because it is like they said 11 years how many movies all pushing and hinting and leading towards this one this final point. conclusion. Well, and so here's, is, I mean, that is and here's the thing I love. Show, uh, this yeah. is what I love about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and like Endgame is this is one of the 
I remember when I first started watching movies based on directors. I was yeah. probably in middle school, yeah, and I started. High school is when that kind of kicks yeah. in, I think, for most Middle people, school, junior yeah. high, and 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 so people are now watching movies based on writers, based on writing. That gives me the chills, man. Like it's not special effects per se. It's not the actors per se. It's the the web that's woven that has connected all this. So good on the Russo brothers for, for for respectfully and gentlemanly <laughs> putting that out in a very genuflecting way that's just saying please this is our art don't don't fuck it up well and honestly i mean obviously it ends so there's an end to this story that i they keep pounding would, that in I would, huh i would fight someone if they told me well we're going to be there into that theater opening uh, night dude yeah, so, imax <laughs> no we're going on Saturday. Oh, that's right. So we got we can't. Days, no internet. Little, a, a, no internet. Little, uh, internet cleanse. So, um, my question to you guys is: um, Do you think this will help, or do you think it will? I think be, it'll absolutely help. There's going to be those um, those red Harry Potter. Well, those redditors that are going to like see an opportunity to be the ultimate troll, and they'll you, you'll see stuff. I would not. I would not um, explore your Instagram. But do you after remember? Releases, I would not explore Reddit. I would not. I would not be on Twitter much. After well, you don't want to. You don't want to be with somebody that didn't follow those rules but, and is at the theater saying, "I saw some shit," and it's like, "Fuck, man!" Like, it's but let's go back. Let's go back. Let's How go back to. Have uh, you gone to a, a Marvel release with a bunch of friends? You know? Let's go back to April of last year, the, when these conversations were happening before Infinity War. Yeah. Same stuff was going on. Is Captain America going to die? Remember that? Is mm-hmm. Iron Man going to die? Everyone was voting. Kevin on your podcast was talking about Vegas odds on Marvel heroes that might pass away. You know what I mean? Like, for me, um, and I also, also another side story, um, Marvel themselves snuck out their own an- like anti-spoil. They, they were spoilers, but they took people in different directions. That's how much they care about this, that they're willing to fake shit. Mm-hmm. And, then the, and then the trailers... I want your opinion on this too. Is like a lot of people <clears throat> very split in the movie review like world of are the manipulative trailers is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Is it representing the art? You know what I mean? Like, is it like it's marketing? It's absolutely is it, marketing. I mean, it is. You need to know that that's what a trailer is. This is the one chance it's a, it's they get to commercial. They, yeah, Budweiser. Yeah, Budweiser's drank in more places than Spring Break, but we still watch the commercials. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I look at it. Is they know, and this is what's genius, and it's a change for how movies are marketed, and I love it, is they know how people are going to react. So if they know how, back in 1980, when uh, Indiana Jones was going to be coming out, that was this summer, Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? Like That was a straightforward trailer because all people had to do is go and watch E.T., see that trailer, and then they knew what the next movie was going to be, right? Now, people digest it and dissect it every 24 frames per second. It's called the hype train. Uh-huh, and yeah. they know that if they drop a catalyst into that hype train, what's going to happen? So I personally think, John, I, will, I would definitely want to hear your opinion, man, but like the fact that they're in the Wakanda shot, that Hulk was in the trailer, but Hulk wasn't in that shot in the movie, is that a ethic thing is that a bad ethics is that good is it do you care like do you understand what i'm saying like yeah, and i think if you're really excited about a movie do what i do and when it comes up before that other movie you went to go see um i 
it's kind of weird, but I close my eyes and I shut my ears. Like I put my fingers in my ears and I close my eyes and I make a little like humming melody inside my head because you're watching an IMAX and you can hear it all anyway. Through I remember when this whole thing began and I, I, I think it was like Wilmington Movie Theater. Um, I don't know if it was Spider-Man or Iron Man, the original... But well, X Men probably. X Men, or you can talk about '89 Batman as well. You know. So I remember uh, a guy named Nate at Camp Joy. The corner was, method. He was a classic. <laughs> do not watch the trailer. Yeah. Guy. He would watch one and, corner. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I tried to do that in a lot of different ways. I mean, 11, 11 years. So many films leads up to this. So. So what is a spoiler? So to what get, is a spoiler? so for me, um, art art at large. This and this weirdly parallels and bookends the conversation we jokingly had in the front of the show. Is art is an experience? It's an intentional experience that someone has created for themselves to be shared with others, or for others to be shared with themselves. You know, that's interpretive. So if someone interrupts that experience, that is a spoiler. Right. So if someone goes to the Louvre and takes a picture of the Mona Lisa and um, I've never seen it before, for example, and shows it to me, I don't know, that could take away from my interpretation of that piece of art. Maybe that's not the best example. Um, <laughs> it's a fine example. Um, and I think it just goes back to the, the old the golden rule, you know, do unto others. And, uh, and you'll be fine, you know, if, you, if you're stoked on this movie and you just walked out and you were one of the first couple, you know, million to, to get it in on that opening, maybe Thursday night, whatever, you know, as soon as you could possibly see it, um, you know, don't, when you talk to people about it, your first question is, have you seen it? Well, they it did it. And then go ahead and act like, act appropriately. They did a thing with critics that they don't normally do either. Critics usually get two weeks out. That's no, that's standard, industry standard. Critics get to see a movie two weeks out to be able to create all their content in regard to then when they are allowed to talk about the movie, right? They, Disney took a big risk on this one. They have to see it when everyone else has to see it. I love it. that. So, F movie critics in general. So Well... <laughs> Let me ask. Let me ask a, a, a couple questions. I'm gonna say spoiler or not spoiler. All uh, right. So wait. Oh. Opening night. You're on. You're on Facebook. You're not at the theater. Friend of yours who you know and trust and who you know loves Marvel. Um, female or female? Uh, let's say female. Why does that matter? Does, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so she, he, she goes to the theater, checks into the film. Um, it's. At the end, so it's, this is their post at the end of the film, and they say, completely let down. Is that a spoiler? No, that's a, that's an opinion. But you haven't seen the movie yet. That's an opinion. Okay. I think that's completely that's in-game. All right. In-game, so, not uh, in-game, yeah. yeah. All right, so, all right, spoiler. You're at the water cooler at work, and a guy comes up to you and says, have you seen in-game yet? And you're like, no, don't say anything. And you're like, well, let's just say, get ready for like a huge shock at the end. You already know that's coming. Not a spoiler. No, no. Okay. Yeah, huge shock at the end is a reaction, not a spoiler. Okay. Um, it's specific. Someone, someone, someone walks up to you and says, don't, no, this go is a f- don't go see it. That's fine. Their opinion. All right. So Honestly, that that I'm makes me want to see movies sometimes. Well, I don't, don't want to know. Really? I don't want to have a pre- Don't uh, be swayed by other people's opinion. Well, wait, There's 7 billion people on the planet. I'm sorry. 3.5 after the snap. No, for... 
what you're saying. I know what you're saying, and and, and I'm sensitive to that too. Like if it's a movie I've never heard of, but I, you know, I know of its existence, right? So, but I, I haven't seen any trailers, but I'm seeing a lot of buzz, right? Oh yeah. So maybe Get Out is a good example. That was one Us. I, I didn't see a lot of trailers on when it was released. I think that was 2017, beginning of 2017, and um, I just through through my job you know it's a very social job i talk to a lot of people every week and i had more than one or two at every single one of my shows come up did you go see get out this weekend and i said no i didn't but i keep hearing about this movie now if that person was like dude you are just not going to be ready for the end now that kind of pisses me off no 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 because i know nothing about it now if you tell me for uh, but here's the thing if you talk to me about specifically avengers and the end of an 11-year process, and somebody comes up to me and says the exact same thing, man, you are not going to be ready for the ending. I already know that I'm not going to be ready for the ending, so that doesn't bother me. But see, the marketing the marketing trains prepared you for that. What I was going to say is no, any movie, any movie, that, you know? any movie, you're not ready for the end. Like, that's All part right. of a movie. Like, somebody comes up to you and says, somebody says, the end was so sad. Oh my god. That would piss me off. Yeah. Because okay. then that's adding context to or it. Or like, or the end pissed me off. Or like any type of like this that was my, this is how I left the I theater. I just watched the movie. Because that added say the ending broke my heart. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that adds context to a because part of the movie. Most about movies. Infinity War. I did not know that was a, like a sad. Most movie. movies you are know, three or four. Yeah. Scene it left Most you movies are three or four acts, right? You know, depending on who you'd like to read, but Three like acts the, is the standard structure. Yeah. But with Marvel movies have frequently done four acts because they do a villain origin a lot, right. so that adds this weird new mm-hmm. thing. You know what so, I mean? But so somebody, another, if someone says the end is that, to me, is a spoiler because like it's that. contextualizing a part, a major part of the movie. For me, I I think what I'm getting at is that you should not give someone a review unless they're ready to receive that review. Well, and that's great, but in an era where it's blasted to you in so many ways. Like Kevin Smith, here's the deal. I love Kevin Smith. I think he's a great guy. But if there's a movie, a good movie that's out, like a comic book movie, I can't listen to any of his podcasts. And you're not going to his Instagram. No, he spoils everything. He spoils everything, man. He's got a show called Spoilers. Um, I know. He's (laughs) capitalized off of it. No, look. Treat it like this, you know, well, all right, two things. Treat it like a fun little club you get to be a part of if you see it on the Red Dad, Red Dad Radio. And and when you're talking to your four buddies that night when when you're at the watering hole, you say, uh, hey, uh, did anyone see it? Okay, oh, Jim, you did? Come here, come over here with me. And now you get to go separate off with him and you two geek and, you know, play footsie under the table and talk about it. some easier checks. And my second part was if you are... A Marvel comic book movie fan, but you've never like read more than 30, 40, 50, 100 issues of any Marvel comic book, then I think those guys, the true fans, not to like, you know, say any, anything is better or worse, right? Like, for me, at the end of the first Infinity War, spoilers, when everybody gets Thanos, right? You know? It's not a spoiler. Don't raise your eyebrow. We already talked about it. You said that Thanos snapping his fingers several times this episode. When you see... It's been my, my next question. What's the uh, statute of limitations is what you're going to say. That's my right. next question. Okay, so I'm, I'm officially outside of the statute of limitation for a movie that was released a year ago, okay, in my opinion. Um, so when you see the ending of the first Infinity War for Avengers... 
a lot. I, there were people emotionally affected uh-huh. in the theater. Uh huh. If you're a I comic was book fan, kind of surprised by that. If honestly. you're a comic book fan, yeah, you're looking around and you're surprised by that because you know you've seen characters and your favorite comic books die how many times and, and they come back you know I mean, superman like, died 15 times we talked about well, it and that's why watching yeah. the that that hunk of trash uh man of steel movie when he or i'm sorry batman v superman yeah i was gonna Justice. say man of steel's not that bad no it's well, that's another <laughs> um so the the batman v superman when they try to tell me that superman's dead at the end i say yeah. Oh, they oh, yeah. they fucked yeah, up their they, character. Really? Well, they messed up Just their own dead. plot with the little no, the on. little the little soils yeah, ri- yeah, rising yeah. up at the end so, off the the coffin. I guess like we, we can dive deeper or statue limitation DVD release. My opinion. No, here's my thing. I think it's fair to assume. Right. Let's be honest. A lot of people are. Let's use you. I'm using pointing at John as an example. You're an artist. You create a lot of great content. If uh, we just pumped your Instagram account. There's going to be people, in theory, going on here this week and seeing your stuff for the very first time, right? So that's a that's an awesome thing that I imagine, as an artist, you wouldn't want to ruin. I think that's one of the more flattering things for any band or anybody who's yeah. visual art. Is like at its core, you'd like to become, you'd like to be successful in some sort of, um, you know, medium. In, in, well, whatever art form you're in, yeah. you'd like to like make a um, make a living off of it, right? But, yeah. But before that, I think, and a lot of like artists would agree that you want exposure. You want to see. You want people to see yeah. your stuff. And that's what's cool about. Well, the, I guess what I'm getting to is the like internet and Instagram. When we know? did our '90s action movie episode, like I love the movie The Edge. And I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want – I love the movie Sleepaway Camp, which could be so easily spoiled. But I don't want to do that. I'd rather tell people, go watch it or better yet, watch it with me and then let's talk about it because I assume that every piece of art is timeless, meaning there's no expiration date okay. on art. So it's I, kind of elitist to like if you're a big cinephile to be like, oh, dude, the edge you haven't seen it. Oh, that's your fault, man. It's well, like, well, I just never heard of it. I haven't heard of it. No, I, don't, I guess that's a snarky attitude. I would have more of a like, here's, I think movies are weird little gifts and the thing, there's thousands of them and every single movie, every, not every single movie, every single person has one of those gifts. If you talk to them long enough, someone's going to have a movie that they've seen that you haven't seen. And instead of them spoiling that joy that they had, they need to be able to say, here, let me give you the necessary information yeah. for you to go on a little journey. Right, right. Trailer it for them, basically. Teaser it. Yeah. yeah. So in, in my, my mind, there are, Two types of spoilers. There are people who are literally spoiling the fun. And then there are people that slip up and talk about stuff with that irresponsibility. Like and the edge, for example. Too, you know what I mean? you got to see this movie, the last scene, or the, or like, towards okay, the Careful, middle, careful, careful, careful. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, it, that is so different than the guy in the parking lot who saw the 7, 8, or the 7 p.m. feature, who are watching the 9.30 p.m. feature show up and they scream out what happens. Like, that is such a difference. Well, that's, that's, that's a, a spectrum. True, that's that a spectrum. That's a definition of a spoiler. They're spoiling your fun. Well, so this, it extends to TV series, too. And so there's all the streaming, and some are episodic, and some come out every once in a while. Go ahead. Uh, so on Reddit, like, so I, I use that a lot. And, and for certain things you're interested in, 
um, users, if they see something you post, especially for video games, right? Like Red Dead, uh, sorry, Red Dead Redemption. Um, people will people will report it as this person posted something that's a spoiler. Uh-huh. And so when you go through that subreddit, it's it's grayed out and it has oh, a lot of spoiler. Oh, that's smart. So like that's kind of Twitter like, needs to do that. So sorry to interrupt, but yeah, go on. Yeah, the, no, no, so, so it's, it's it's just like I think the lesson I want to get across is perfectly summed up in this letter. They're asking you. Yeah, do us a favor. It's a gentlemanly way to just say respect my art. So hashtag don't spoil the end game. Yeah. Let's all do our damnedest. I know Joel and I are going to see it 48, no, 72 hours after it comes out. Um, Hashtag don't turn on your computer. Is what I think that should be. People are gonna do and it. listen for spoilers. And also, I'm gonna give everyone a permission to clap on people if they're given any sort of thing. Like, hey, stop it! I haven't seen it yet. You know what I mean? Like, if if someone's given spoilers, is what I'm saying. If someone's, oh, it's, it's kind of like you know, it's, it's like, like bullying. And and I think you you gave two extremes of what a spoiler is, but I like to think of it as hot wings. If someone gives you a tray of hot wings. Are you the type of person that wants to just bite into it and not know anything? Or do you want a buddy to tell you hey, that's that really hot. fucking yeah. hot? Well, there's right? warnings, there's recommendations, and then there's spoilers. And then there's because, the guys like, no, you're going to have a lemon, you're going to have lemon notes, and then there's a little but, cayenne, and then after that it's yeah, going to... if I know that that guy's Indian, and, and I know his, no. and his palate is completely yeah. different than mine, yeah. then I know to take that spoiler with a grain of salt. This is a good analogy. Don't be the guy who is so excited to try this wing restaurant. And, oh, I'm sorry, like, like don't, don't go, go up to the guy who's so excited to try the wing, the yeah. wing place and say, honestly, they all suck. And the guy waited for 11 years. No, but listen, why would you ever – I guess I, I'm different. That's where we're different because someone can tell me their opinion. That I think that is okay. Someone can tell you their opinion. But here's the thing. You have to – You have to look at who's saying it. Because, listen, some of the best – movies i've seen have been based off shitty opinions like someone's been like don't watch it and then i'll watch it here's a great example blade runner um 2049 i i i saw a lot of i had a lot of people i knew watched it and i saw a lot of bad reviews from critics and i saw and was blown away and that was my experience but no one told me about the movie you know there's a term called don't spoil the well and sometimes you can be an influencer so i see you're the so guy, if Kim Kardashian you're the guy, says... You're the guy that, that everyone knows is going to see that on opening release. Mm-hmm. And if you know that you have people that see you at work that next day, and you're, you're going to see it in like two more days, don't spoil the well. And be like, let's just say... Well, listen. Well, you gain, you know, well, you gain nothing by that. Well, I agree. You already are the cool influencer in that group in, in your example. So after Don't you be influenced. Yeah. That's the advice. Well, after, that, after you see that... That first viewing, go ahead and uh, think about it and talk to talk about it with the people you saw and come up with your phrase. Hey, I you know I just when I like a movie and I don't want to spoil it, I just say go see it. That's that's all I yeah. can do. Whatever. Well, I, mean, I mean, the other thing is, but like just go see it. You're gonna like it. Yeah, just ask me. Have you seen it yet? All right. Let's talk when you, when you have. But not. That, but know? strangers aren't like that. I, it's like, listen. I have, yeah, I think it's. I think the biggest thing. Here's my, the biggest takeaway, right? Because I want to move on to the next segment. You can't is title it the biggest takeaway. Well, a big takeaway for me, big takeaway for me is um, don't be influenced. Have your own opinion based on your own, just like a vote. You should do your own homework. Don't let someone tell you how to vote, right? Don't let someone tell you how to spend your money. Art is an important, intimate 
reason. If you're going to spend your money on art, that should be 100% your choice. That should not be because of anyone else. So don't be influenced. I think another big thing that I'm hearing is um, that people need to be okay with saying stop. Like stop it. Stop talking. I don't want to hear anymore. That's too much. You know what I mean? And we all know those people we need to avoid. Kevin Smith, I mentioned, is like the, the, the pop culture one. But we all know those people in our personal lives you got to steer clear of for this 72, 84-hour right. period. You know, So I, I'm not worried about it because I was really impressed with how little spoilers came from Infinity War. So I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. And That's I think this only adds um, – some cock on the concrete, you know what I mean? Oh, it's only gonna, on it's gonna, it's gonna reinforce it. It's gonna only reinforce what they did in the last movie that was super so, spoiler yeah. heavy. Because I was in the theater. Did we all have that experience? We had no idea what was happening. I didn't know what was going, going there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know, know we'd be snapping. snapping. And I read the stick comic books. Spoiled. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it's kind of like, you know, if you if you don't want to be spoiler, if you don't want to be spoiled, then you should probably change your behavior. If you go on to There'll be a areas of the internet where you might come across a spoiler and then you get spoiled. It's kind of on you too. Yeah, I do. I agree. If you uh, if you know a buddy who always spoils movie and has before in the past. Yeah. Maybe don't talk to that guy until you get it in. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. It's a little on the. Red Dad. Red Dad will keep it straight for you listeners yeah, at home. Yeah. Don't you worry. We'll keep it straight. Well Thanks, said. Russo brothers. So let's, let's talk, talk about, about the end, end of the first, first Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones episode. episode. I think we should spoil that. Like, uh, <laughs> we'll no get to the idea. Thrones on. A couple quick news bits. So that uh, we talked Clarice. about the third eye blind. <laughs> we talked about the Xbox Ultimate Pass last episode. We hoped that it would have been one hundred and thirty dollars a year um, instead of the one hundred and eighty that you're paying. So if you imagine Jordan, you're paying ten dollars a month, so that's one hundred and twenty plus sixty dollars for live. That's one hundred and eighty. Well, they're going to charge people $15 a month, which comes out to 180 So I think, and this is my fear, is that Xbox is going to try to get people to pay that and give more, more coverage on that. And I think the annual pay is going to go away. And I think that equates to more dollars over time for Xbox. So kind of a bummer. I was hoping it would be the 130 because then all of us other nerds out here that are paying the 180 yeah, would have gotten a better deal. Um, the discless Xbox is official. We don't have a name for it yet. Um, we don't have any specs for it yet, but we Xbox do have a. Theon. I'm pretty sure it'll be an Xbox One S without a disc drive, as far as the specs go. Um, it it's is, not but be the X, so Xbox D-less. They they they're saying it might have more 4K. Depending on the game. More 4K. Can, I, can you be a little more specific? Well, so the Xbox S only did 4K. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me, can I talk? Less upscaling, more true 4K? No, the Xbox S only did 4K on movies. Apparently this one is going to do, some games might get to 4K. I thought I had some upscaling technology. No, I'm sorry, I said more 4K like a dummy. No, the original Xbox One S doesn't upscale video games to to 4K if you're playing 4K. Does it? Yeah, that's one of the selling points of that. So that is more 4K. That is. That's what I was going for. Well, I was going to say, it'd be great if they called it that. Well, hold on. More K. If this, this, no physical, I mean, it's going to have a hard drive. You'll still be able to install and run the games from that machine. Maybe the upscaling tech got a little, you know little redo maybe it's a little better better how it, how it operates or yeah so yeah it seems possible less processing more power something like that yeah um price point price point so we speculated on the price point if you remember john on the discless 
Xbox, the Theon edition. We thought cheaper. <laughs> um, what do you remember? What you said? No, but I thought I, now, we were. Now my opinion is it would be cheaper. We were hoping for two hundred. It's at two fifty. Not bad. So if you don't have an yeah. Xbox and you don't have a lot of digital, or uh, I'm sorry, not digital, but like what do they call it? Disc me- media. Um, yeah, this might be a good option for you. Um, we're gonna we'll, we're gonna talk about Star Wars last. Let's go. Let's go into the throne zone. John, you wrote a quick song about Game of Thrones. Go ahead and uh, hit us with your best you shot. Well, I can't grab it now. Yeah. What do you need? Some hums? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sing it out. Mm-hmm. Winter is coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. I have not seen any of it since season two, and I don't know what's going on. Dragons and rape and dragons. I've never been a Game of Thrones guy. I mean, I the wife is way hard into it. She read all the books. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, she gobbled those books up. A lot of people are like, those books are so long. I was like, yeah, right. My wife read them bitches in like a week or two. It's a terrible. She really cranks them out. What a spoiler! Um, yeah, spoiler. The books you can blast through them. Um, so yeah, I'm sort of new to the craze here, uh, but I watched it. I feel like that was what was going on. My alternative would have been go sit in another room and like. Talk to my niece about VR or something. I would have been really. Um, so yeah, I watched it. It was a. I thought it was a fun episode, but coming from somebody who hasn't seen an episode since like middle of season two, I was asking a lot of questions. I felt like I was watching uh, pro wrestling with Joe Gazzaro and Carl and Kevin. You know, Watch Rasselface. Listen to Rasselface. Um, I mean, Jordan, I, I mean, we're into it, but I, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a fine episode. Mm-hmm. Um, can't spoil a lot, but it kind of it does the it does the classic like touch base on all your main yeah, characters, so a, you kind of see it where everyone's at. You to the show. Yep, gets you, gets you involved, reminds you of certain relationships, and then of course, kind of third act kind of sets you up for what's coming next. Right. I didn't realize that that many that that amount of time had passed since the last episode. Two years. Yeah, I did not know that. I thought it was just like, oh well, I guess you guys. Missed it a lot since last year when they made the last season. I didn't know. I think roughly Game of Thrones came out within a year after Iron Man. Okay. Like Game of Thrones season one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So talking about it, like sagas ending. I mean, Game of Thrones, we're in, this is the final battle. It's yeah. Exciting. I mean, everyone knows this is the last. I'm sorry. Everyone knows this is the last season for sure. Confirmed. It is, and again, it's the same thing with like Avengers. It's a big tangle of plot that's bottlenecking into an endpoint, and it's a good people. Year for but shit to watch. Yeah. So the plot. Uh, yeah. The plot, much like Avengers, um, tells the viewer that like there is an ultimate outcome. Like in well, we're yeah. Head well, it's Game of Thrones, so it's obvious, like. The end game is in the title. From the beginning of the, mm-hmm. the show is who's going to be the HBIC. You know what I mean? Hot uh, bitch in a chair? Yeah. Is That's that it? it? No, head bitch in charge, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So I, being thrown, being this the, the first <laughs> bitch episode. bitch in a chair. Was, that was really fast, yeah. man. No, this being the first episode I had seen since five years ago or six years ago or whatever, um, I was surprised to see that they call it the Game of Thrones in the game or in the movie show. Yeah, they dropped a little title drop every once in a while. Do you like the game? Spokes 
On a wheel, they turn and turn, around they go. And only crush those beneath them. Next. Next topic. (laughs) All right, all right. No, I'm excited. We won't – maybe we'll do a spoiler cast, Jordan. That would be a fun thing. I would love that. I I think think there's there's a lot lot to talk about. about. We'll call it Raging Hard Throner. Or Stoners and Throners. Whenever whenever I do the um, trivia category, I just just call it Throne Games. Throne of Games. I did a – Just Throne Games. Okay. You guys want to play Throne Games tonight? I would call it Throne of Games, but that's just me. My coworker Reed is really into hockey, and I call it ice skating. It bothers him a lot. Um, yep, well, keep poking at that. I love that, man. <laughs> oh, but speaking of spoilers, now this is like a, how long, like two, a month, two months to air all these episodes? A month and a half. Okay, so a month and a half? Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be I'm a tw- glad I don't mind about these Game of Thrones spoilers. Throw them at me. It's going to be well, like 15 hours. No, it won't matter to me. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not invested like you guys are, so like... You, you know, could be, though. You like you said. No, no. Can I give you an example? Yeah. Remember The Wire? The movie, HBO yeah, show? The, the, no, HBO show. Not, no, not Goldie Hawn. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he would walk across from nope. Twin Towers. No, no, no. The Frenchman? And now I will shoot the arrow across from one tower. my ropes, and I get my together. And my harness, and my carabiners. No, no. The Wire. It was a... You know what I'm talking about? The Wire. I never 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 saw saw The Wire. Okay, so I didn't either. And it was a lot of hype when it came out. It's an HBO show, The Wire. And I, uh, um, me and Lori watched it, and we loved it. So that's the other thing, man. It goes back to my other point. There's going to be a time. You've got a long life to live. You're going to be in a nursing home someday. You're going to have a lot of shit to catch up on. You're going to want to watch that at some point. So you shouldn't act so nonchalant. You shouldn't Um, act so nonchalant. Here's one I'm embarrassed to say on... A recorded uh, medium. Oh, let's do that. Jordan, um, everyone so, reveal one thing yeah. you haven't watched um, that everyone else has. So, Sopranos. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Haven't watched uh, much of The Sopranos, maybe a couple episodes. And yeah. that is one I'm absolutely saving. I know people die, and I know some spoilers, but like, I don't think it's going to matter when I fire yeah. it up for the first time. What's you yours? Know? What's yours? So, John, you've seen as much Game of Thrones as I have seen The Walking Dead. There you go. Mine, mine is, um, I've never watched a James Bond movie. <laughs> no. No, and I can't wait to. I have no reason not to. You've seen the newer, you've seen the newer ones. No, none. Pierce? Zero. No, I played the video Eye. games. Nope. Saw, played the video game. one everyone already saw. GoldenEye turned it back on for a lot of fans, I think. There was probably a break in there, too. Pierce Brosnan. That's a good question, though. You shouldn't be here anymore! All right, moving on. <laughs> let's talk about Star Wars. So let's we'll start with the video game. Um, so there was like what Starfest? What is it called? Star Wars uh, Celebration, something like that. Hell yeah! And they released a lot of Star Wars based content. EA is at the end of their six year license agreement with Disney to be able to do Star Wars. And then uh, we'll see who gets the next one. I have a feeling it's not going to be EA again because they've only released three games. This is the third game that we're about to talk about. It is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Boys, we watched the trailer. What's your hot take? Real quick release date, November 15th, 2019. Coming up. Just so you know what you're getting into. Um, Jedi Fallen Order, boy. What do you, what's your hot take? It's an RPG Jedi single player campaign story. It's, um, it's marketed as a single player action adventure game. The RPG got canceled. 
the, the, the one, one you're thinking, thinking of. Oh, so this is going to be more a Tomb Raider, Uncharted kind of style. I see playing more like a uh, Force Unleashed uh, type video game where it's an action adventure. You run around, maybe you get slices. That was a fun game. I played that one. Um, but I like the... I don't know. You know, you worry because EA is there, but you got to respawn. I always feel I re- I feel real bad sometimes for these game companies that have to write original content from a universe that has been so well written. I almost feel like they're set up to fail sometimes. But I will say, with Star Wars Battlefront Two, they had a little campaign, and that was pretty good. With uh, what's her name? But you got Quinn Cerso or Cerso? Yes, yeah, generous. But I want to tell you that you know what a nerd. Those uh, writers and developers for these video games, they're not getting anything into that game that's not approved by Disney. I know. That's what you know also what I mean? makes it hard. So, I mean, they are going to write within canon, and they are going to make a story within But the canon. canon has walls, and they can't go past certain walls. Right, and I just feel like that would be hard to do. Well, and I want to know the guy in an office, 100-story, all the way up in this big old Hollywood sky In Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Just big old Cuban cigars and the finest... Age scotch in the office. Yeah. I want to know this guy who Rasputin. sees who sees the shit coming in from video games, comic books. I can tell you who it is. It's Kathleen Kennedy, man. Okay, that's so who it she's is. She's the final. Oh yeah. Okay. It's her and JJ. Okay. So, they have yeah. They have creative the all creative so license. So that a weird power? So like yeah. the video game says, hey, we have this villain. Here's our here's our write out of what is what he's like, where he's from, what his motive is. And it's outside of canon or pushing the edge of a canon, and but they decide, no, that's cool, do it. Right? Like they have a weird power in that nerd kingdom. It is. You know? It's like, yeah, it's it's, like it's a, a real life Game of Thrones, well, maybe really. Like, maybe like a George Lucas writing Phantom Menace, you know, and, and he makes his character. Oh, and he wrote that in a vacuum. He could do whatever right. the hell he wants. Right, but maybe he makes his character Darth Maul, who like everyone despises the movie, and it's like pretty pretty much like everyone shits on that movie for yeah. whatever reason. Jar Jar, pod racing, uh, baby Darth Vader, who cares? But you get Darth Maul out of it, and I think almost everyone who dislikes that movie likes Darth Maul. Here, here, can I tell you and what I... It's the stinger scene yeah. in one of the newer, or one of the offshoot of the Han Solo movie. Yeah. They show, they show Darth Vader. Uh, well, jeez, Louise, you're spoiling everything well, tonight. no, that movie came out last year, all right? Anyways. So, uh, what I'm saying, no, what I'm saying is, like, if you're one of these video games... And one of these developers, right, Respawn yeah. and EA, yeah. and you get one of those past, and then 10 years down the road, yeah. that character you made up for your dumb video game, is it becomes the sting scene in a movie, and it's like... Wait a second, are you saying... Wait, wait. Darth Maul was not from a video game, though, I originally. I know, it's, a, it's the analogy. You're saying, like, like exactly. the seed could have been But has that happened? Well, I guess, tell me, I guess the best example, I, when, you, when you say that, the best example I can think of is Harley Quinn. Right. Yeah, because Bruce Timms wrote Harley Quinn into Batman the Animated Series, and then she became, like, the hottest thing in the DC movie universe. Yeah. So, like, that's an example of, like, that's got to be fist pump extreme. So, when people are trying to chart out Dark Maul's existence from... He got cut in half Clone by Wars Clyde has the Clyde most spoiler alert for Phantom Menace, by the way. Gets cut in half by Qui-Gon. 1999. Obi-Wan cuts yeah. in half. Dies at the hand of Darth Maul. Um, then they do. We think. <laughs> Star Wars. Allegedly. So we do this whole storyline in the Clone Wars, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the animated series, and then they bring him back 
with references to a TV show, not a movie. That that is cool. Well, Clone Wars did so much for the whole mall, like. It was more than Sith, just Darth yeah. Maul. The, yeah, well, Maul. yeah, he's, he's the last remaining Sith. Because Sith started off as a species and then became a religion. No, they're called, no, 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 they're they're called something. something. I, those tattooed face. Uh, okay. Bone, either way, either way, you don't have to look it up. But uh, anyway, this, uh, this, epi- this episode, this, uh, this video game, it's going to rely heavily on reviews for me to be able to see. Because I'll be honest, it's a high cheese factor in it. The dude's hair looks too good. Um, if it's just a quick time, like press X, tap X, like that kind of type of video game, like I don't know if that's worth my money. And knowing EA, they'll slash prices the moment it doesn't hit what they wanted it to. So you might as well just wait. I think that's a fair evaluation. Awesome. Dark Maul's a a Dathomir. Oh. Species. Oh, okay, cool. So he has a but they're but but in the ep- in the prequel kind of mythology, aren't they notoriously high in metachlorians or something? That's like what makes Don't them say metachlorians on this podcast. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. <laughs> Just redact at one hour and forty seven minutes. Hey, I think that probably yeah. segues us into our top three. What do you guys think about that? Well, not yet. We're, oh. I want to talk about this trailer real quick. So we had uh, everyone. We were dropped with the Star Wars Episode Nine Rise of Skywalker trailer and I'll, we'll just round robin this we'll, we, we, we don't have to do a lot of back and forth but I just want to hear what you guys think what are your theories what got you excited what made you a little like I don't know you know okay, so, so we hear a voiceover in this trailer and it is the voiceover provided by Luke Skywalker Mark we knew, Hamill we knew, we knew Luke was gonna be fine with sacrificing himself like so many Jedi Masters had done in the past because in the afterlife, in the Star Wars Force universe, life. you have plenty of power and plenty of influence in that force I want to say realm. plenty. We haven't really seen the true um, magnitude. Let's, hold on. Let's look back. Hold on. Luke was freaking out. I wish you could see John's face of, right now. Uh, okay? Luke was freaking out in his cockpit. And, and whose voice tuned in and said, Luke, he just calmed his ass down, though. Used the for- no, he reminded him. Without, without Obi-Wan but stepping in, you don't get a Death Star 1 destruction. That's that truth. laser focus, no pun intended. He turns his optics off. Okay, I guess I'm thinking of like... Akbar's like, I can't believe he's turning his... But it's not, it's not like if in Friends, Joey died and all of a sudden Ghost Joey was there and it's like nothing ever changed, though. There's definitely some... They're getting shit done. What about Joey? Joey was a Jedi? Can we, Can we talk, talk about, about Yoda, Yoda coming back? Hey, uh, yeah, Yoda Jedi. did. He burnt down the Force Tree. He came back. The and Jedi he, Tree. And he talked to um, young. Uh, Not young. Dirty, dirty tattooing girl. What's her name? Ray? Yeah, he, he talked, talked to Ray. Remember Yoda, Yoda showed up? Well, he didn't talk to Ray directly. He has never talked to Ray directly. Well, he, what movie am I thinking of? Remember, Yoda has a scene. He, he does. In Last Jedi, he, him and Lo, he, Dagobah Yoda. Yoda hold on, let me finish. Dagobah Yoda shows up. And has a heart to heart with Luke, and just says, "Why does why does it matter? Why does it matter?" And then he force lightnings the tree, and the tree, which is all knowledge of the Jedi. The old books, yeah. And this segues into my opinion. I'll just go next. Like, Ray is now the keeper of all knowledge. Everything we know about the Jedi, she grabbed a couple of books, and that's all she has. So, can I tell you what I think the rise of Skywalker is? I think the Jedi is that are the done. Sometime? Yeah. Yeah. I think Rise of Skywalker is a new a new order. So we have think about it, Sith are done. Sith are done long done. 
We got resistance. We got Jedi. Jedi are as of the last movie done. We got teases at this Knights of Ren. We don't know what that is, but then we have rising up. We have this this ideology, which is Skywalker, and it's the gray Jedi. It's the it's the Jedi believed that only only the good, only the light was the way to perceive. And but at the same time, they constantly preached balance, 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 balance of the force. Then you have the dark side, which capitalized on everything the Jedi gave them. The dark side would have nothing, but the Jedi gave them so much because they 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 went so far to one side. Skywalker, in my opinion, this is my theory on this film. Skywalker is the balance of the force. It's using both to achieve true, like, equitable balance within this crazy universe called star wars and i'm stoked for it i think ray represents that here's my hot take i think she's gonna become a i think she is a skywalker we're gonna find some unique well, she is i think i think the fact that we see carrie fisher alive is a big deal i oh, think yeah, that they did show her there was yep. a hug scene uh-huh mm-hmm. with a tear roll a tear roll and a hug yeah i think i think carrie fisher's as well and i think and this is again this is super hot hot molten hot take i think we're going to get a han solo force ghost can i and i'll tell you why we never saw all those people together we never saw them come back together leia wasn't either but guess what we saw in the last movie she became a space witch and flew across them yeah (laughs) yeah but the way i I look at that one is if you have uh jedi blood it's not jedi blood but i know what you're saying the force sensitivity yeah it's higher in certain yeah i think i think look at he he did a kessel run and five parsecs i think i 11 it was 11 parsecs that's a nerd test you guys passed I think I just want to see that we never got to see those original characters together, and I I think we're gonna see that. You remember at the end of Jedi, where you got to see Anakin, Obi Wan, Yoda, and the the burning the burning uh, Death Star, and then the party on uh, what's the Endor? Oh, there was a party everywhere. It showed all portions uh-huh. of the galaxy. So, in the recut, but in the original is Endor with oh, the with the Ewoks. Yeah, but that. They didn't, oh, yeah, yeah. And they were burning Darth Vader's body and all that shit. I think we're gonna get something like that with all the original characters, and I think we're gonna get a Han Solo Force Ghost or some representation of Han Solo. I think um, another another take on that trailer is um, they set up a cool little action sequence, and then they planted a bunch of seeds. Right, you got um, the Emperor laughing at the end when we look at a skyline of the downed Death Star. Yes. Like, like that's, that's epic, epic, right? Yeah, we got um, Ian McKellen coming so back. So what I think is going to happen is the there was the Force Awakens and then there was the Last Jedi. Last Jedi did not do well. It just didn't. It didn't get reviewed well. Fan, fans were kind of upset. Like it was not a great movie. So now we have this weird thing where they're finishing this new trilogy and they're not finishing maybe the original story told, but they're also doing this DC cinematic universe thing where they're like gotta kind of make up for the last movie yeah i mean that's real like that well that so is part of this like this I is why there's some changes in this so last movie based on how the we've talked so, this, it's funny know, there's like there's a common theme in this like we've talked so much about like creativity writers interwovenness like jj jj could have been handled handed he could look at it as being handed a pile of shit that he has to like unravel yeah or he looks at it as an opportunity like, we know Jedi are done, right? She got struck by lightning. All that shit is done. You know, we know that Ray 
as as far as we know, according to Kylo Ren, doesn't know who her family is. You know what I mean? Still, you're nobody. Yeah. She's a Skywalker. No. No, that's not ever been established in any way. No. It's assumed at the end of last year. But you know how well, she... That's why the second one sucked, is because they were like, they planned all these turn. in the first one, and yeah. they just like, actually... Ray, Ray is nobody. That's yeah. it's what you thought. The she's trash. She's yeah. a trash girl. They took a left turn. And so then, why would this be called the Rise of Skywalker? Because there's one of two ways. Ray is actually somehow related to the Skywalker family, or her and Kylo. Because Kylo is technically wanted him to work it out. Kylo's technically a Skywalker. His his grandfather is Anakin the fucking Skywalker. That's true. So if they can, they get together. They start this new order. They get, they start a new order because this is again same theme. We've talked about this with. We've talked about this with Avengers. We've talked about this with Game of Thrones. Star Wars is, as far as we know, this is wrapping it all up. I'd say that's way more than likely that that's, that's where it's going. They turned Ben to the good. To, you know, to I the hope good that. Side. I mean, they basically did that in the second one. He was, he was like looking out, out for her, and they were fighting back to back. But then they had that scene in um, uh, what's his name, uh, giant hologram bad guy, Snoke. Snoke. So they had the scene in Snoke's chamber where she, where he took him out, where they took out what looked like to be based on armor and weapon types, the last remnants of the uh, Knights of Ren. Uh, well. We have Not never had a but yeah. I'm just saying that's a popular theory. Because the Knights of Ren are the other boys that Luke was training. Yeah, other boys and girls. I shouldn't yeah, yeah. say boys, so Snoke, but the other people that escaped with Kylo. Because yeah, so Snoke took them on when he took Kylo on. Right? Yeah, because it was like summer camp for Jedi's. Yeah. I don't know what was going on there, but yeah. Get that next gen out, man. Yeah. Um. So what I'm saying is, um, yeah, Ben Solo turns, and that's the that's the end of the movie. All right. So the question was, or or okay. Or 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 or. Jordan, Jordan, listen, man. They they turn Kylo, and he's a good guy early in the movie, and now we got a new threat. Palpatine. Come on, that's a movie. And then that's the last remnant of Sith. That's the last remnant of, and then that is the balance in the fourth. I like it, John. Stinger scene, new bad guy for the next trilogy. Boom. Do you think they would do that? They have to. I think it's it'll Star go. I think it'll go dormant movies. for a while. I think it will. Well, they're gonna do those side movies, remember? Let's do our top three. We gotta do our top three. Jordan, I well, wanna hear Jordan's I mean, hot take on this on this fucking trailer. It's supposed to be a round robin. Like, <laughs> sorry, okay. Hey, some Robin said the word bang bang. So I, I, you guys said everything that I could have thought or would have thought or could have said, but I'm really excited. I mean I I, I, I like the last Jedi. I think what Abrams does the best is nostalgia. And I think what he brings to this new franchise is those feelings that you got from like kind of a lo-fi sci-fi movie, and he brings that back to life. So lo-fi. I'm not going to jump into the story like you guys did. Yeah. I'm not going to say what I think it's going to be. Um, what are you going to say though? I just said it. Did Jordan? Let me ask you this: Did you like, uh, or did you have any qualms with the last one at all? I mean, did you watch that? Totally. I, I, yeah. Canto bite. There was a lot of throwaway scenes, but I, I this movie was about. Setup, and, and I, I defended it because Last Jedi. Yeah, it, it was about setup. It's a chapter that has to wrap up the one before it and set you up for the one that follows it. Here's and my here's my theory. It had to happen, and it had to have some dumb scenes. There's dumb scenes in every single Star Wars movie. There are characters that you don't know why existed. 
there are places they go that don't need to happen. Some some filler going on. But I think I think all the pieces are there, and I think. So you're specifically pointing out Benicio del Toro. So what's his name? Ryan. What's his name? What's the name of that director? Ryan. No. Ryan something. Yeah, Johnson. Ryan Johnson? Is Ryan that his name? Johnson. Is it Rain? It's, it's spelled. It's spelled weird. weird. It is. He so you're just making did. fun of his spelling. No, no, no. It's pronounced Ryan though. It's pronounced Rain, I believe. It's spelled weird, and I think that's why it's pronounced. Anyway, it's really clear. Yeah. Yeah. So the Catholic, Kathleen Kennedy, she's the key. She's the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe currently. Yoda, all that was Kathleen Kennedy. Cantabite, the uh, what's the other one? The Casino World. No, we're, on the, we're wrapping up. The, the Casino, Casino World. Yeah, I, stupid. Dumb. Dumb. Uh, the kangaroo horses. Dumb. Well, stupid. and by the way, uh, if, they if they ever find themselves in a position in this new Star Wars, Wars movie or any of the side Star Wars, Wars movies where you're uh, up against an uh, impassable force, guess, guess what? what? Now we know the trick. All you gotta do is empty a cruiser. Send and that bitch to light speed, send it right through it. Here's my That's question. Dumb. That's so dumb. dumb. The bullet. No, here's my question. They could have done that with the Death Star. They could have done that in all the movies. No, this no, was the one they Death Star had a, had a force field. No, this You're ship right. had a force field. Jordan's right, actually. This Star Destroyer had a short, uh, force field. Are you kidding me? Force on force, son. No. All right, let's move on. Um, we're at final top three. Close out the show. We, uh... Are bringing back a good old fashioned top three. Thank you guys for an amazing, I think, four or five weeks of March dadness. And uh, to get ready for this episode's top, 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 top three, we're going to break down not only our best top three Star Wars movies, but our shittiest top three Star Wars movies. We'll only take three hours. No, this will be fast. We're just we're gonna go around. Can we start with best? Um, Jordan has to pee, guys. So. No, but we could just like rank our number three first, right? Like, yeah, that's how we do it. So let's do it with the. Should we start positive or negative? What do you think? Okay. All right. We might not want to end on a negative. I want to. Okay. So. Jordan, let's start with you, bud. Let's. Uh, what's your number three favorite Star Wars film? Top number three. Three. Rogue One. Rogue One. Okay, we have to drink if we're in sync. Oh, that's, go for it. That's, that's mine as well. Oh, Is drink, really boys. Yeah, I, I love that, that movie, movie so hard. Love, love, love. That movie was better than uh, Force Awakens. In my is that right? No, 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 not Force Awakens. Last Jedi. Way better than Last Jedi. Okay. My uh, number three is um, The Force Awakens. Cool. JJ, JJ's uh, first stab at this next generation. It's fine. I thought it's it was great. Pick. I had a yeah, lot of fun. It. Saw it twice in the theater. Jordan, number two. Best. Favorite. Favorite. Best. Three-quarter portions. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, the last in the series. Wow. Episode well, six. Episode six. That's what you want. That's yes. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. okay. John, go ahead. That's a good one. Um mine was uh Force Awakens. Okay. My number two. 
My number two was uh, Empire Strikes Back, episode five. Okay. Indoor. Indoor. Indoor, baby. Wampus. You're wrong. Jordan, what's your number number one? Number one spot. Favorite of all time Star Star Wars Wars film. Not feature-length films. He's literally looking at him. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I've, I've changed, changed my answer a few times in my head, but I, I, think, I think I'm going to go Force Awakens. And I okay. can provide reasoning. Yeah, like. yeah, sure, please. Yeah. It's number one. I mean, I did not like the prequels. I liked Episode 3 a decent amount. The Sith, yeah. yeah Rise of the Sith. Watching we were brothers and all of that. Um, I liked the originals a ton. Anakin. Return of the Jedi, I think, was like the favorite of all of them. Hold on. And... The uh, Force Awakens, I really like the look and feel of the new ones, and I think this brings it right back in. Yeah, and that's his vote. Yeah. That's his vote. What's, What's your vote, jackass? <laughs> well, so far we have three, two, one on Force Awakens. That's kind of cool. My number one yeah, vote is the correct answer. It's Empire Strikes Back. It is the best of all the Star Wars movies. It's an objective statement. <laughs> Mine is. Give me ATAT. Oh yeah, they're awesome. They're so great. I got Return of the Jedi, man. That's my number one. Yeah, that, that was the one. Finding out that Vader is Luke's daddy. That's a good one. Spoiler, by the way. But I mean, you could go to any con and be like, "Are you Empire? Or are you Jedi?" It's like split. But like, I like Jedi a lot. I like me too. I like the Ewoks, and I like. I, th- I think the Ewoks are awesome. <laughs> Alright, let's go. Shittiest one? Let's go shittiest. The Ewoks are the worst. Alright, I'll start. The shittiest one for me. Our number three Wait, shittiest one. My number one was Return of the Jedi. Okay, okay. Luke comes back a badass. Get a little more Boba Fett in there. Yep, Sarlacc Pit. Okay. Rancor. Hell yeah. Okay. Bib Fortuna. Jordan, are you a Bib Fortuna fan? You could say. Well. I like, uh, in terms of my shittiest Star Wars movies, my number three is Episode 2, The Clone Wars. My number three is... Shittiest. Yeah. It's not the most shittiest, the least shitty of my top The least shittiest of your three shittiest. Is uh, Solo. Solo. John. Um... Last Jedi is my third Third shittiest. Third shittiest, okay. My number two is Star Wars Ewok Adventures. Does that count? It does count. It does count. Do you remember this film, John? All right, I'm not counting it, but yeah. Okay. Then mine is the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, that's beautiful. How dare you? You going to meet Shmi? Or... I'm, I'm sticking, sticking with, with main movies. movies. You, you guys, guys can do those silent. I don't, I don't want, want to. Did you say Rogue One? Did you say Rogue Star One? Earlier? Yeah, yeah, that's main cinematic. cinematic. Oh, I'm sorry. This is two. George, Which one? George Lucas wrote all these. Which Kay. one? Okay. Not, not, not the Christmas one. That was released on ABC. George, it, it was Mark Hamill was set. in that special. No. There's smoking cigarettes on scene. Oh, yeah. Carrie Fisher sang a song and was coked out of her mind. I'll give you yours. The Ewok Revenge or whatever. Okay. Ewok right, Adventure. Right. It, Ewok but I want to see Ewok Revenge. But I'm only giving you that because it was maybe a theatrical release. All right, so, so my, my new second shit okay. is, uh, I changed it after he said that it's episode one. Phantom okay. That's mine too for my second shit. Okay. Really? Yeah. I thought you liked that movie a lot. I mean, everyone. Qui-Gon Jinn, man. 
no, no, no. It's the most badass Jedi we've seen on screen Hold to on. date. Yeah, there's so much comedy in that movie. There's, that movie has problems. You just don't like Jar Jar. I'm f- no, I don't like Jar Jar. Okay. I don't think I do. And also, I think it's um, a bummer when you come back after that long and your main plot is the Trade Federation and a bunch of political bullshit that no one is interested in. No one cares about. No one cares. Really racist accents for aliens. Yeah. Yeah, Naboo and all that. Mm-hmm. It was boring. My number one, and then... After this, we have our trivia, guys. I can't wait to do that. Uh-huh. Number one is Solo. Solo was a hunk of junk. Not for me. This, this is the, the first time in a long time, time that, that I thought a movie was better than you thought any movie was. was. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like Solo. Solo's cool. Well, wait, I watched it in 3D and VR laying in my bed, so maybe uh, it was like a better experience. The second round, I haven't seen it. Harrison, I thought it was such a cool influence I need to watch it again. You're right. Let me make one thing clear. I don't, I don't think any of these are shitty. No. Just I the shittiest. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly. I don't want to be had at this, all. And that is why um, the Last Jedi is my shittiest. And I love that movie. You love it? Yeah. You would use the word love? Yeah, I love all the Star Wars. How many times have you seen it? Last Jedi? Probably three. Really? Yeah. All right. That holds up. Yeah. It was a... Page holder. Which What's the last time you saw the Force Awakens? How many times did you see that one? Probably three or four. Okay. I saw that one a lot. What's that. your number one most shitty? That was in my top. Oh, I know. I'm just wondering yeah. why you put that one above. It just it it was the reawakening of like that original feeling of those Star Wars. Sure. The Last Jedi. Yeah. Well, that's Force, for him. Force Awakens. Awakens. Yeah, yeah, Last yeah, Jedi. Force Awakens. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah Force, Force Awakens, Awakens is in my top Jedi. three. Last Jedi was my shittiest. Thank you. Okay, yeah. yeah. What's your shittiest? Um, I suppose it'd be... Just chill. Just... I guess, I guess, I guess, I, I guess it's... I'm going to read, I'm going to fix my list. list. I'll, I'll say... I'll say uh, Clone Wars is my second worst shittiest, and then my first worst shittiest is Phantom Menace. So I think I got it. I changed mine. So Clone Wars, second worst shittiest. I killed them all. You were, well, well, it, had, it still had some cool stuff, but then my first shittiest is Phantom Menace. Best part of Clone Wars was that where they fought the gladiator aliens. That was the best yeah. part. Yeah. I all Jedi's, Kit Fisto's out there. Um, also the... Seismic, seismic charges and the <laughs> Camino. Clone, yeah, they went to the the, the planet. planet. Yeah. All right. We're gonna we're ending with trivia, folks. So we're gonna do some quick trivia. If you'd like to play trivia on Mixler.com, please go ahead and let us know in the chat that you're in and you'd like to play. Otherwise, uh, feel free to play from home as you listen at your leisure, wherever the finest podcasts are sold. We like iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a review. Um, if you'd like to email us, you can find us at raddadradio, the number one at gmail.com. That's a way you can send us your thoughts and feelings, poetry, or haikus. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's trivia for treasure is brought to you by Stetson. Stetson makes the finest in cowboy hats. And that's what the winner of On Mike Guest Host Host will get if you get 15 gold bars. If you get a gold bar as someone playing from Mixer here at home, then, uh, well, listen. You could get a collapsible 
shot glass. <laughs> it's a it's a Red Dead Redemption shot glass. It's made out of what looks like brass, but I'm pretty sure it's just metal. And uh, it looks like a pocket watch. So you could be that guy at a party when everyone else is pulling out a shot glass from the cabinet. You can say, hold on, I have one here on my keychain. All right, with that being said, we're doing trivia a little bit different. Each host has come up with two questions. We'll round robin this. Jordan, you're up first. All right, so, so mine, mine is beer themed. themed. You ready, ready for the question? question? Yep. Yes. All right. Cenosilicophobia is the fear of A. Hops. B. The fear of hangovers. C. The fear of an empty glass. D. The fear of what you might say if too intoxicated. Cenosilicophobia. Can you spell it? Yeah. Can you use it in a sentence? Well, he just is the fear of. Can you spell it? Yeah. C E N O S I L L I C A P H O B I A. And the options one more time. Let's give the multiple choice one more time. Is it the fear of hops, the fear of hangovers, the fear of an empty glass? Or the fear of what you might say if you're too intoxicated. John, go for it. A, B, C, or D. Um, you'll write a, a letter down before I say any of my answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got a. If it's multiple choice, I mean, well, yeah, that's fair. What I'm going to give my answer, and then you're just going to. Just hold up one, two, or three on your fingers. Yeah, I don't have anything. Well, I'll give it, allow me to give put it in your paper. Put it in your notes. Put it in your notes. I was, trying to, I was trying to keep it fluid. Sorry, Jordan. No, keep it fluid. It's multiple choice. You can copy my answer. Rules okay. is rules. answer written down. You can look at it now. You just did this reverse to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're such an ass. I ain't got to say that. Right, well, I don't, I'm not going to say that, but I'll say the answer. I don't remember the order of the okay. answers. Okay. All right. Joel wrote down... C, and I'm not sure if this lines up, but I know the answer, and the answer is the fear of an empty glass. You're both correct. John Hill said B. Are you keeping score? Sorry, I'm sorry. To do that. You guys were probably looking at my note page. Well, some of these we may need to write down, by the way. All right, John, you're up. Okay. Uh, my first question. You got score, by the way. Joel, do, me and you have one. No. Oh, because we both got it right. Yeah. This is my note page. Well, don't are, are we watching, watching chat? chat? Are we yeah, I'm watching chat right now. Well, then you're, you're playing. I'm never going to listen to John Hill's answers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your first question. And, and apologies out there in the listener world. world. Um, we, we are, are brothers. brothers. Are we, we <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so I got it. Um, um, according to the website, Ranker.com. Oh, John, are you familiar with this? Ranker.com? Yep. It's for people that buy slave slave cave creatures. No, that's Rancor. Okay. Yeah, this, this is Ranker.com. So this is you can upvote, downvote anything in a million different topics. I want to know um, the the top the title of the article is the 25 plus best PC virtual reality games on Steam. What what holds the number one spot? Okay. Okay. Um. Well. While we wait for chat to come in, yeah, let's chat, think about it. Or, or would you on Steam? Steam? So, can I ask you a question? Are all the games we talked about tonight on Steam? We have. I don't, I don't think, think this is giving away too much. much. We've, We've talked, talked about a lot of VR games tonight. About five of them, okay. yeah. This game was talked about tonight. Okay. I have my answer. I, that's not what I was asking. You gave away too much. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 
Okay. Steam or uh, sorry, the Mixler is coming in. Yep, and they're a little slow, so I'm gonna say Beat Saber. Okay. It was also mine. Okay. Anything from the boys? Nope. The answer is Super Hot VR, number one ranked. Basically, everyone. That's fine. Okay, it's a wash. It's a wash. Okay, here's my trivia question. Um, what is the longest recorded drive in Frisbee golf history in feet? This is going to be closest to the number. Closest to the wow. number. I am going to suck at this. Longest Frisbee golf drive in feet. We threw some monsters, man. Yeah, yeah we were... Really, really ripping, ripping out there. there. Ripping and tearing. I think, I think the, the longest hole that we played, played today was 183 feet for reference. Okay. 180? That was the longest hole that we played just at that course. That helps me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't mind starting. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out a 385. 385. Pretty, pretty so, is it without going over? Price no, no, it's just close. It's yeah. just close. Well, I guess I... So, so I, I wrote, wrote down, down. Golden Bear gets a point from the last round. One thousand two hundred and five. Okay. I mean, there's flip sides out there. One thousand. Yeah, there, there could be, be some crazy extreme hole in a game. In, in one, one drive. One thousand two hundred and five. That's fine. That's his answer. Okay. Longest frisbee golf drive in feet. Golden Bear. <clears throat> not seeing an answer and understanding we're on a delay, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Jordan at 1,109 yeah, feet. Really good guess. That was amazing, and we know he didn't Google. Yeah. Unless you're real sneaky. That was yours. Why don't you uh, just show us your recent apps real quick? Okay. Sad, Sad trombone. Okay. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. You're yeah. good. You're good. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Jordan, what's your your final question here on our round? Did I get a gold bar? You yeah. get a point. You get a point. All right. Um, today, today, beer comprises what percent of all alcoholic beverages consumed in the United States of America? What percent? Yes, of all alcoholic beverages. I'm going to do some math here. So 100% is alcohol. What percent of that is beer? That's it. You got it. Okay. Sales. Sales, recorded oh, sales. You have to buy it or make it. So you have to buy it or make it. I didn't say sales. Yeah, it makes. I mean, so sales makes sense. That's the only way to measure it. That's the only way to measure it. I'll go first this time, okay. Cream. I bet blueberry wine is like half. I'm gonna say beer is uh 58% of all alcohol sales. Man, I'm having a flashbacks of that. You don't, you don't know, know Jack, Jack Party Pack? Oh, uh, yeah. We have to pick the percentages. Uh-huh. I feel like this Damn might it. be on there. Yeah, and, and your answer was really good. Oh, thanks. That's what I was thinking of. Go one up or one down. Wine. wine is huge. Uh-huh. Uh, but this, this isn't is Europe, Europe either. All people after 55 drink this wine. Is, in Italy. Um, is this United States or overall? I don't think you... U.S. Okay, that's what I assume. Just, alco sorry. No, just, just alcoholic beverages. Yeah. What percent of tea and coffee, like beets, I think alcohol. Just but there's no booze. I don't know. Yeah. And there's I water. I and if there, there was booze in it, that, that booze right, might be I'll go higher. I'll go higher than Joel and I'll say 60. The correct answer is 85%. Wow. John Hill said 40%. Good try, John. 85 is a monster of a number. We are serious drinkers. 
is weed cut into that? We talked no, about this. It, I know, but has weed cut into beer sales? More I think it has no, a little bit. I don't, no, Definitely has. Not measurable, at least, at least yet. I think we looked it up and you were you surprised. Can't measure it. Yeah. I think it was like 12%. There's, There's a, lot a lot of speculation. speculation. Let's, Let's go on okay. to the next one. Forget, forget, about, forget, forget about, about weed. What, what about, about mead? mead? Oh, yeah. Honey, honey beers. Honey beers. Yeah. yeah. But, but where does that fall under wine or beer? Probably under wine, honestly. So does cider. I Yeah, I think mead would be a wine, probably. It is. Okay. All right. So there's a map. In a, in a Halo, Halo game. game. Next, Next question. question. Ready? There's, There's a map in a Halo, Halo game that has. Uh, it's, it's actually the the, 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 the Halo, Halo game is Halo Three. We played a little bit of this weekend. A little bit of Halo Three this weekend. Yes. You guys remember uh, yeah. Halo Three? You're familiar. Yeah. So there's a map where there's a little, sort of like a little, I guess you'd call it a, an Easter egg in this map. Okay. Uh, there's a phone. Joel, we're gonna need you to put your phone down. No, you're not allowed to pull up a list of I'm Halo pulling up my next question. You'll see in a second. Let's just put it down. We're not using our devices. Um, Halo 3, I want you to name a map that you can find a phone that if you melee this phone, it will fall It will fall to the floor. If you melee it while it's upside down and you zoom in on it, you'll find a Windows logo. So a bit this of an Easter egg. Dumb question. Well, it's a dumb question. So specific. Well, it is specific. My lips. Specific and pathetic. It's the Pacific Ocean. All right. So again, there's a map in Halo 3. You all know this map. This is not a secret side release. You melee a phone, then you melee it again while it's vertical. See the window signal in there. Um. So I'm hoping you'll. Help, Help me with the title, but the blood gulch. The blood gulch. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I think that was the Halo 2 title. Blood gulch may not have shown up. It didn't show up in 3. It was Valhalla in 3. Valhalla was what I was thinking of. They messed up. But that's 4. No, 3 is Valhalla. Yeah, 3 is Valhalla. Yeah. And then there's like invisible the arch, the sniper up top of the arch. Nope, 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 nope. There's two bases. There's a little creek in the middle. No, you're thinking of... Blood Gulch. Blood Gulch. <laughs> no, but that's not in three. No, no but he's, he's not thinking. thinking he's Valhalla is the Blood Gulch tower. map in that's three. That's what I'm asking about. Yeah. Yeah. Ivory Tower? No. no. It's, it's the, the beach, beach one. There's, There's a beach there. there. And you're, you're talking, talking about the fan. fan. Yeah. There's a big fan in it? Yeah. Sure. No, no that's Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Okay. That's Jordan. That's Zanzibar. What was the hotel map, John? <laughs> oh, um, the, the construction, construction site and all that? Yeah, that, and that in Halo 3 with the rockets yeah, in the middle? And City Life or something. I forget what they call it. You know what I'm talking about, though? Maybe, yes. Do I have to say the map name? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. So it's probably not right, then. Right. Okay, then I'm going to say... Oh! <laughs> so are we both wrong? Well, well that's your Joel's final answer, I guess. Well, he's getting two guesses. guesses. That's what I figured what's out. What's with yes. the Stop. the no. man cannon? You told me. Man cannon. What's that? The dual no. man cannon. You told me it was wrong, and now he's doing a new one. one. It's the bridge one that yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I forget what, the, the title. title but Long shot? Narrows. Narrows. Yeah. Yeah. Narrows and Valhalla. Valhalla. Did anyone answer on there? Probably not. Um... Halo blows balls is what someone said online. Classic. Classic. We, we got, got a Call of Duty, Duty fan, fan listener right now. That's <laughs> nice. Um, the, the answer was, was the pit. Oh, cool. There's, there's the little sword room where there's, there's all the computers and there's some shit yeah. in there that you can interact with. Right. Okay. My final one is who can who can name uh, the most of this? If you can name it all, that's great. What does Shazam stand for? 
Turns out it's an acronym. I didn't. It's topical for you guys. No, I knew this before going to the movie. You better, you better vamp while we write. Shazam is, uh, I'll give you a couple hints. He has the, the combined powers of the gods. That's a hint. Combined powers of the gods. So what gods could have given him his power that would spell out the word Shazam? I am Shazam. Whoever gets the most will get the point. Shazam. What does it stand for? I believe it's on you this time, Creamy John. So I got two I know of so far. Okay. I'll just give the two I get. I got Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shazam. Yeah, you should write yours down. Shazam. Power of the gods. It's like if you were to take the best of all the gods, of all of, of all six of these gods, and put them into one, one man, he would be the ultimate superhero. Think of... Um, we talked about how Shazam is an analog of Superman. Think of all the powers Superman has. Who would? What gods would have those same powers? I'm really just vamping and helping all you guys right, out in. a lot. Mm, all right, I don't. Uh, you're in. in? Yeah. yeah. Can, Can I, I see, see your list? list? At least I have my list here. Oh yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, I know Zeus and Apollo are a couple. No. no. You got Zeus. No, I got nothing besides. I got Zeus and Hercules. Oh, they're all god names. So you got Zeus. You got you got two. I got two. They're all god names. I said that a lot in my van session. Superhuman action Zion analog machine. Nice. I want to give Jordan a point just for that. And that you. Yes. He's a point. It's creativity, and you also get a point. All right, so I still win three to two. And John Hill actually got more than you guys. He got uh, Hercules, Ares, and Zeus. So wait. Mm. So John Hill actually is the only one that gets a point. <laughs> no, John Hill ended at two. So what do you guys have? I ended at three. Jordan ended at two. So I get points. I get a gold bar. John gets a gold bar. Towards the Stetson. And let the record show that I am now tied with Joel on the gold bar. Oh my gracious, you bitch. So much. Nighthawk with his Google and Bing is at six right now. Oh my gracious. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 20. Brolo and Colo here at Rad Dad Radio. Thank you all for listening. You can email us at raddadradio1 at gmail.com. Find us on all social media at Rad Dad Radio or Rad Dad Redemption. Please check out the links in our show notes. Check out Madeira for your summer preparatory gear needs. Big thanks to podcasts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, keep it real. Don't spoil and clap back at people if they tell you too much. This has been Rad Dad Radio. Turn the music up in the headphones. You can go and brush your shoulders off, nigga. I got you. If you feel like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too, go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby, don't forget that boy told your kid. Feeling like my hand was false Middle finger to the law, nigga, grip him a ball 
Said the ladies, they love me. From the bleachers, they screaming. All the ballers is bouncing. They like the way I be leaning. All the rappers be hating. Off the track that I'm making. But all the hustlers, they love it just to see one of us make it. Came from the bottom of the bottom to the top of the pots. Nigga, London, Japan, and I'm straight up the block. Like a running back. Get it, man? I'm straight off the block. I could run it back, nigga, cause I'm straight with the block. Trying to get me a rover, trying to stretch up the coca like a wrestler, yes sir. Keep the heck of the close, you know the smokers are tension. But like 52 cards went out, I'm through dealing now. 52 bars come out, now you feel them now. 52 cards roll out, remove ceiling in case 52 bras come out. Now you chilling with a boss, bitch, cards at C on the sleeve. At the 4040 Club ESPN on the screen. I play the grip for the jeans, plus the slippers is clean. No chrome on the wheels, I'm a grown for real. Yeah.